1: Hello, 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 hello. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. My name is Alex Q, and welcome to Season 2, and the first episode of Season 2 of MISCAST. How much can you handle? How
0: much can you handle?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had at least a snigger.
0: <laughs> more than you can imagine, Alex. I can handle <laughs> <laughs> much more.
1: I've been handling too much. Oof, I need a break. Already. Yeah, for 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 people already. who don't know, we've been talking for about 20 minutes off air already, so hopefully we'll, <laughs> we'll capture some of this good stuff. <laughs> um so this is actually our 12th episode, if you don't count count the seasons. Uh, and you guys know how you know, you know the drill. We're using the expertise of our co-host and we have a special guest who you've already heard and the idea is to help improve your generalship expertise and enjoyment of your gaming experience uh we're going to talk nonsense and sense and it's the podcast that this week has been deep diving aliens because Ooh. of mm. david grush the whistleblower ex intelligence official in the u.s dropping the alien bomb mm. onto congress
0: not we you.
1: Uh, oh man. yeah they're not real you. now aren't they aliens are real they exist they're out there yeah, yeah. They're, out, mm. they're out there did you have, do you have you guys seen any of this stuff by the way they it's could actually be in the amazing
3: <laughs> i think okay. yeah i see them walking the no, streets I... of portsmouth to be fair
1: <laughs> i went to Morecambe once does that count <laughs> uh if any listeners from uh, morcombe there's uh yeah no offense intended but yeah have you got have you guys seen the uh no, no i intend a full offense if you listen if you're from Morecambe. <laughs> fuck
0: you you're a weird bunch okay wow matt's come in swinging he's Isn't coming he?
1: strong you can send your, well, maybe I'll introduce uh, Matt first and then you can send your complaint straight to that uh, Twitter. Sorry, to your X handle. Whoa, um, the truth is out there. Yeah. So uh, did you guys see the um, any of the questions,
0: by the way? No, I would talk about the Gillian scene. Anderson for a while, now that he's talked about X-Files. Oh, top
2: rank. Excellent.
0: <laughs> I've got zero interest in um in, in aliens, though. Mark Brooks, uh, on the other hand, lovely Mark from the Welsh team, yeah. he is getting very wet over all of this stuff.
2: Yeah. Uh, is he? He's
1: a big uh, alien, yeah. alien file, is
0: he? Oh, yeah, when we went that's to LBO. Yeah, yeah he, we had to go, so we went near Area 51 and he got all frothy. Um, but you know that it's just a way of just dis- like this whole alien congress thing is just a way of distracting Americans from the real issues of today. Without getting <laughs> too deep, um, yeah. it's just another distraction. Yeah, but uh, what if Owen? They are actually yeah, real. They're scraping and they up the
1: barrel them. now, aren't they? You know, for yeah. the scrap distractions, they're like, oh fuck, we've got to bring out the aliens now. <laughs> yeah, where do we <laughs> totally go from shit. here? Yeah, you should see some of the questions. My favorite question, because I got these up, because it was—I mean, even for you, Owen. If you don't, if you're not into the whole alien thing, that's fine. But what you should do is you should watch some of the Republican questions that came through because they're amazing. Um, yeah. So if you were gonna, if you were gonna ask someone whether you thought aliens were real or not, you would ask stuff like, "Was there a ship? Who was who was piloting the ship? Did they look like a ET? Whatever." Um. Republican Chris Collins posed, this is my favourite question, he thought was on everyone's mind. He said, have you watched Ancient Aliens? And what's your comment on the series? Nothing <laughs> <laughs> right to the part of the, of the issue there, right?
3: I like the way what he presumes that they've actually watched it.
1: Uh, his comment was, uh, I haven't seen it.
3: <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and what's even funny was the guy that just left.
1: That was it. That was his only question. <laughs> well, this is bullshit. Uh.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So, yeah, there you go. I've been deep diving aliens. Well, Context, um, I've
0: got two points to raise on this. So, thank you for bringing it up, Alex. Please.
1: Yeah, um, please. Yeah. Is so, it related
0: to 40K at all? God, you, yes. One of my oh, points good. is related to 40K. So, good. Please continue. Um, whilst I'm not into the idea that aliens are real, I love aliens in culture. So, um, I've just got a recommendation. Have any of you seen the Jordan Peele movie? Nope. Nope. Yep.
3: I have. Yeah,
0: I think that was possibly the my favorite film of last year. Amazing. So mm-hmm. I would highly really? recommend. It. And yeah, it's brilliant. It's it it starts- on
1: my list. My list of you know just there, there's so much to watch now, and you know
0: so much culture. I don't know how you get to do anything other than writing filthy Warhammer lists. To be honest with you, Matt, but I'm sure we'll get to that later.
1: Well, see, that takes me five minutes. That just that's like a gif. Oh
0: you know? yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. the rest of it is just like yeah, whatever.
1: What
3: did the you watch? Asteroid City. There were new as Wes Anderson. Oh. that's what it's called, isn't it? I've heard, I've heard that's good. Yeah, that's I good. thought it was terrible. I was really, oh. I was really disappointed. I love Wes Anderson films, but it was too Wes for me. It was like. He went too deep. He went. He, he went too deep. I almost felt like halfway through the film, I felt like Wiz was taking the piss out of me.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or just and he me. probably
3: was. <laughs> yeah, he probably was. That's the thing. I was like, "What? Is, are there aliens in Asteroid City?" Oh, well, I don't want to um, do any spoilers
1: no fair enough that's fair enough i mean owen's just completely spoiled nope by by
2: referencing it <laughs> hey you, so... find, you find out pretty soon <laughs> 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 um, uh,
1: sorry aliens. you had a you had a second point owen
0: yeah so one of my favorite sci-fi movies is um james cameron's aliens oh not um, avatar oh
3: that's one
0: no no <laughs> Uh, no, no. That <laughs> sounded like such a snob, sorry. I no, Darren. No. I saw that at the IMAX <laughs> when it came out and the all the staff were dressed in like blue body paint and stuff. That was pretty cool, but the movie was questionable. Um uh yes, so I uh, I'm actually 40k curious at the moment and I'm Ooh. building okay. a building a painting a Death Watch army because it reminds me of the the fuck off this podcast right now! <laughs> Listen, you're a guest. You can't tell me that. I'm literally <laughs> get off some Death Watch veteran. No one
1: gives a shit about your Death Watch. <laughs> Ooh, I've <got> <laughs>
2: fucking oh, I I I've painted
0: my armor black. You know, Man, but they seem like the the aliens. That's what I'm telling myself. They're also really quite good. From hang on, really hang on, hang on.
1: Yeah, 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 before. yeah. But like, they paint their armor black, and they mm-hmm. they they kill Xenos. Yes, very well. I mean, I'm on. Come on now, Owen. That would like, have been a, an amazing reference if any of the congressmen had done that, like as a question. What do you think of Xenos scum? I would have I would have approved <laughs> if that was
0: if that was a question from the yeah, we US need
1: to Senate. A, we need to well they're the Republicans, network. we know what they say, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're all about stamping down on illegal aliens,
2: are Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah,
1: I, I Not like be associated with this podcast. <laughs> well,
0: okay, I don't agree with that. Obviously, I'm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop talking now, Alex. Please continue.
1: Right. So let's get rid of the enough of the general chit chat already. Co-hosting, you've heard his sexy serenades already. He hasn't screamed out pervert all football yet. He goes by at Positive Victim on X. He is. Darren, <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm, I'm I, just going to call I it Twitter for the rest of my life because I'm old and I don't like change. That's okay, isn't it? X. Uh, you have to do an X
1: with you your seen, you, hands. Yeah, you, you don't tweet anymore now. You, you post and no, you repost. Yeah. They've changed all
3: that. No, no. It. I'm just going to use, I'm just going to, I'm just going to retweet and, and hashtag retweet. <laughs> that's
1: all. So how's, how's, it, how's it going, Darren?
3: I've had a lovely day. Do you want to hear about my lovely day?
1: Please, I would love to.
3: So, I have um I have just I'm halfway through painting a skull cannon and it's come out much better than I anticipated and I genuinely or sorry I tend to hate painting because it makes my eyes stream and then I've got to paint with streamy eyes and it's really difficult. Um but recently I've been fasting and I my eye streaming has completely stopped which is a lovely benefit that I hadn't that i didn't think would happen um i've lost a stone and a half so the other day i ran the entirety of Hillsy lines which is about five kilometers which is the most i've ran um for about 15 years in one go so like my health is fasting i can't recommend it enough um, at the moment i'm really enjoying it um and that meant i didn't have streamy eyes today and i actually enjoyed painting for the first time in a very long time and then After halfway through, Alex came in to the bedroom and she yanked me away to look at a church and a village hall for our wedding. <laughs> mm. It was the mm. first time sitting, standing there in a church, talking to a priest. It really hit me that, fucking hell, this is happening. <laughs> um, and I got very excited. Absolutely lovely. And then um, came back, Alex made a dar, which was absolutely banging. And now I'm talking to you, fine chaps. So I just had a really positive... Lovely. It's a good day to be Darren today. Nice. Does,
1: that sounds like a good day to be Darren. Was the priest one of the um the you know the super hype the hype merchant priests? Yeah, you going was, you know the ones I'm talking about.
3: I yeah. I thought he was really, really sweet. So he was like very respectful of like our um our story and our like we're not we're not religious, you know. Yeah. Um and but he seemed very sort of switched on in that regard. He was like, we well, you know it doesn't matter what we believe. Uh, you know what, what what I believe in compared to you, what you believe compared to mm-hmm. me. But the fact that we, you know, I just really want to help you celebrate um, your love for each other. So um, and yeah, it was really it was really nice. Um, he said there were he said the he mentioned the things that he wasn't willing to compromise on within the church, like he doesn't want us to play music like Star Wars, like someone requested.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: so he didn't point at you and shout, heathen how dare you come into this house
3: no no not at all he was we had a good we had a good I long chat about how the the sort of church is trying to to be a bit more modern and accepting and um, okay i thought that was really interesting as well um yeah it's just a lovely day I, I, when is when have you got the date yet for it. No, no, we're not that. The trouble is with Alex, right? She will change her mind. This is like the third time she's changed her mind in as many weeks. So, like getting a getting a date out of this
0: is going to be oh, what? She changed her mind about whether she wants to do it or not.
3: Wow, well, she...
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: naughty,
3: naughty. <laughs> um, no, no. So first of all, she wanted to elope, um and then she wanted to do it in uh, her horse field and her horse field's got like a 20% incline. And it, if it rained, it would be a muddy field. So I had to gently get her off that idea, but she really wanted to come down the aisle on top of Harvey, her horse. And I was like, fuck now. I was going
0: to make a joke about that when you were saying that the church was modernizing and you're fucking literally going to do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to then- be on a horse though. Or is she going to get, would she get off the horse?
3: I don't think she's thought that far. She just wants Harvey at her wedding, but that can't. Right. I think she's, she's now agreed that's probably not the best idea. He's also an incredibly nervous horse. <laughs> 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 oh, God, I'm terrified of horses. Like, oh, if they this could... wedding would be a disaster
1: then. You've got a nervous horse and you don't like them.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They're terrifying horses. If they knew how powerful they were. When I first got with Alex, she took me to go see Harvey, and he kicked at the front, and I was like, what the fuck? He, like, kicked his, the front of his stable because of, he wanted to get fed. Um, or he was also nervous of me, I think, as well. She said he doesn't particularly like men because um, she rescued him from, from travellers. Anyway, he kicks out front. And I was like, they can kick out front. And she was like, yeah, of course. I've always thought if you're near a horse, it's, you know, don't go behind them because they can kick you. But at the front, you'll be perfectly fine. And she's like, no, they can kick to the front and they can kick to the side. <laughs> so basically, you, you can't piss about anywhere near a horse
2: mm. <laughs> they're well, mus- I mean, a fucking sorry, Darren.
3: now go on I'm
0: just gonna say like if you've ever played any sort of cavalry in an army it's always the horses you know the tearing hooves and they always do better <laughs> they always do better you know they always they, do better. They embarrassing better. Horse
3: death. that's what i like to shout when i've got my cavalry attacks <laughs> what's that <laughs> embarrassing horse death
1: <laughs> <laughs> right enough of you do though darren because we need to get on with it. So, we need to introduce our next sexy co host. He is the sexy socked seductor himself. You can find him at Sock on My Lollipops on the gram. He's at OJ180 on X. Uh, he is the Owen
0: Jackson. Hi, Owen. Hello. Hi. Right. Good. Yeah, very, very good. We're having a, a really um, rambunctious evening, aren't we? This is like a sort of flat party um, kind of Age of Sigma podcast, I feel. It feels a little off kilter. Um, I was, I would say it's because I've been drinking booze and it's not. I've been drinking tea, but just everything's a bit giddy, isn't it?
2: Eight o'clock and you've had coffee. <laughs> <I will. laughs>
0: uh, yeah, 10 to 9 and I've been cup of tea. Well, I had to play TTS last night at. About half past 11, and I had a cup of tea. And I had a really shit night's sleep. um So, half I was 11 uh, at night. Yeah, because I was playing somebody on the East Coast. No, not on the East Coast, in Central America. I played someone in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, his name was not Paul. near New York on the East Coast, no? No, nowhere near New York. Okay. No. Okay.
1: Okay. So, where, sorry, Oklahoma.
0: Oklahoma, yeah. So, shout oh, out to okay. Paul. Had a fun game. Well, it wasn't a fun game, but we had a. <laughs> <laughs> shut, up, shut up! for the not yeah, fun the game.
3: Shit game.
0: <laughs> no, 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 it was yeah. Fuck you, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It just wasn't really fun for him because I gave him first turn and he killed my screens, and then I killed everything except two of his wizards. Um, so oh, or, or, what in or, one turn? Two turns because I doubled him. Oh, right. Hashtag steady on, you know. I don't know, exactly. Are <laughs> you playing KO? No, 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 no. I don't know how to play KO, do I? Oh, um, okay. No, I'm very well, thank you. I've been playing lots of Warhammer. I haven't been working much, and that's been good. Um, yeah. Awesome.
1: That's when's, bad so when's,
0: when's your next one, then? Uh, I'm going to have a weekend off. Um, what? Yes, I know. Okay. Uh, Are you feeling did, all right? I did three in a row. Yeah, I'm feeling fine. How are you? Right, it's is
1: pretty good, so yeah, to be fair, yeah. Okay. Serena, that's, you know, come on, that's rookie numbers.
0: Um, so I've got a break this weekend and then I've got um, uh, Blackout. Yeah. Blackout. Oh, that's, oh, the, weekend that's
1: the weekend after. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's so like
3: 120 odd people going today, isn't there? It's 105,
0: actually. Yeah. It's oh, big.
3: Fucking fantastic. Excellent.
0: Yeah. So shout out to Chris. I know um, I got contacted by Christopher from the Danish team who's coming over for his first UK event. Ah, oh, sick. So we've got. Oh, yeah. Um, I, like I
1: played him at. Um, what do i play matt mark's blood tithe i played him a oh tithes,
0: blood tithe, nice yeah um and then i also got contacted by a chap uh called lee who's holidaying from australia so the welsh team are going to lend him an army and he's going to play so yeah oh. feels nice feels like the community's amazing. wow he's come all
1: the way from australia to go to a uk tournament
0: that is that is some effort eh? dedication. you better win now eh? Are you going to slap him off in two turns? I hope so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, playing Warhammies, trying to be a good human, usual stuff. Um,
1: Just on the corn train.
0: Uh, yeah. I had a game on Friday and uh, it made me really sad. You know, I was talking, who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody the other day about how we're all so emotionally invested. I was talking to um, a couple of the guys at the Bad Moon Cafe today because they were talking about Mm. how they dip in and out 40K a lot. Boris and um, Will, a couple of the owners of the Bad Moon Cafe. And Boris is a really high-level um, 40K player. And he was kind of talking about, you know, he's playing gene stealers at the moment who are really, really good. And kind of, even though he won all his games, he was feeling a bit, so you know we can all we all ride this emotional role because well most of us do matt who's our guest tonight sorry to bury the lead there or the lead whatever you say but um he just plays the filth so never really has any oh, emotional whoa
2: whoa whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> words, i'm all
1: feeling baby <laughs> i play it because it feels good okay yeah
0: no you play it till it gets nerfed and then you drop it Ooh, he's a vibe, vibe. <laughs> he's a vibe
3: Sorry, I didn't realize it's coming here to be character assassinating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he is very narrative.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Owen chose violence th- this <laughs> evening. It's woke the, up, chose it's, violence.
0: It's <laughs> the roast episode. Did, did you? You sent me that message, Alex, and you said we're roasting Matt tonight. Um, yeah, that, that's, that, was,
1: that was, yeah that was the message yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. <laughs> oh, I think
0: good. exactly good to know good to know um so right. uh, i'm sort of on the corn train but i have got some other ideas and i might be taking something different to blackout. but i'm not well, does saying you know I
3: borrow your corn in the future your summons. you
0: can borrow any army you like as long as you don't give it back to me like math mallow gave me back one of my armies of course God, i'm in a spicy mood tonight oh, oh,
1: more shots
2: <laughs> jesus christ
1: <laughs> right well before Owen assassinates any more listeners, uh let's get our uh, let's get our lovely guest in. So, some say he's attended more tournaments than Owen has. No. I mean, Good grief. Some some say he's the Charlie in the chocolate factory of the Age of Sigmar world after winning not one but two golden tickets. Some even say that he has two silent letters in his name, you can find him oh. at M Goldsborough on X. He is oh, oh well, was Team Wales, maybe in the future. Whoa, 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 steady whoa, the whoa. hell on now. There are there's, there's... And steady the hell on. <laughs> multiple GT winner is Matt G. Hello, Matt. Hello, hello, hello. First things first, Team Wales forever. Second things first. Wait, doesn't make sense um, <laughs> second thing second <laughs> yeah second thing second yeah um i don't just play the field though i'm not gonna let that slide i'm coming back to that um i'm all about playing what you love and i never sell anything It's all about the vibes. You know, i never th- yeah it's all about the vibes it's all about the feel of the moment i get bored you know that's why i like to hop around so yeah hi everyone What's up? And By the way, thing's
3: first. What are the two missing?
1: <laughs> the G and the H know. at the end. I don't know. I've lost them, Darren. Oh, yeah, the G and I the
3: H. Silent G, oh, silent I thought, H. I thought you were adding letters to create a rude word. Oh, we.
1: Could, I could add some letters, you know. If you all want to pick a letter to add, I'll get my name <laughs> changed. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: going to have to think of
0: it. <laughs> it's quite funny, actually. I did everyone personalised, like, nine-inch measuring sticks for everyone to go for, uh, for the Welsh team when we went to Wales. And um, I got Matt's name wrong because yeah.
1: Uh, uh, look, You're not the first person. Don't worry. Honestly, I got I got go a wrong? letter once. Well, I would just put an extra Owen. It was like a, it was. You put borough. an
2: extra Owen. Like, you put an <laughs> Owen <laughs> in the middle of your
0: name. <laughs> as, as
2: Matt as Owen, Owen
0: <laughs> 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 Um Well, I did correct it though, didn't I, Matt? I got you a, you a, did. a correct one. You post, did, post, post and, like, I yeah, it was Matt I e- cuddle e- every Owen night when I go to bed.
1: um so you've just moved haven't you matt you were saying i have i have just moved um yeah so i've been i've been unpacking and building a cabinet in fact today i just i just finished some display cabinets for um for all my warhammer so i'm now staring quite proudly because it's the first time i've ever got a display cabinet at all my um all my painted warhammer and i have a lot of fucking Warhammer. Yeah, yeah yeah, it's always when people start putting out they're like oh my god how much have i actually yeah it's a- of oh, priorities obviously you know priorities <laughs> uh we can we can eat and sleep later um but yeah as long as the dust doesn't touch my beautiful models yeah exactly models. exactly well thanks for coming exactly. on it should be a fun one no, as, you, as uh the first 20, 20 minutes already of absolute nonsense so uh yeah great apologies to steve and jack <laughs> <laughs> <You've> missed half <laughs> of it uh, right they just i bet they just skip it don't they surely you know i i i wish there was a way of not letting people skip it i'd make everyone listen to the start. But anyway <laughs> um right the sigma section of this podcast we're talking about matches if you didn't get it from my amazing pun matches so we did do an episode with uh the the lovely uh laurie huggett wild about matchups where we talked about the team kind of green versus red and we've had lots of questions about um well how do you even assess a match up in the first place how do you know if a green's green or how's red's red and obviously a lot of this is going to be down to the player and subjective but we thought we'd give you some examples from our lovely experts um about how they go about assessing their matchups and why so we're gonna, and since they've all been to Feud at the Fens, uh, when was it last weekend? Weekend before last weekend.
3: Feud on the Fens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that no not feud?
1: Feud, feud. feud. in the Fens.
3: Ah, oh, I thought it was in. no.
1: There was multiple uses of it. I because I'm I, deep dive on the feud drama here. I saw it both used as on and in by the organizers. So, oh, so it's not even. I'm all. not even sure. I'm not even sure uh, which one it is. Organisers, you've got to get your on and your ins right. So it might have been in the Fens, or it might have been on the Fens, but they yeah, all sure. went. All our hosts went, and our guests. So we're going to talk about their matches, uh, wh- how they assessed their matchup going into it, and whether it it fits with that matchup. So that's what we're going to do. Um, just a quick thank you to say thanks to everyone for your really lovely comments and questions. I do, well, between me and Darren, we do get through the... Uh, X messages uh so thank you very much for sending them in we do really appreciate it and it's very uh warm and heartwarming to get them all so thank you very much um right let's kick this off matt yeah uh, let's go for day one the nerve the nerve-wracking game one so you were just Uh, for the listeners you were playing your space lizards weren't you i was playing um happy fun time space lizards sort of uh it was you know croak the the trog bomb i was still running the trog bomb i still think the trog's pretty good it was croak the trog bomb all the all the stuff that makes it work the astrolith uh the other slan, um some soros guard and then two snake basties and some endless spells um yeah so i was you know there i was there to do the magic uh bring the mortal wounds um, and cast uh, and summon a lot of shit, basically. Yeah. And were you primarily playing it a bit like a castle build? Were you being very aggro? How were you kind of using it, just as a reference?
2: Uh,
1: it. I mean, it's it's a. Uh, I I it was a sort of a castle that unpacked, but it it wasn't. A, it was a an early unpack, um, mainly because everything tended to be dead. Um, yeah. Sort of. Pretty <laughs> yeah. Quick. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, so it, you sort of you know use the screens and then the basties to sort of pin people and um and sort of buy yourself time while croak and uh does all does all the magic and and the basties you know grind them down and yeah it, it sort of it operates in multiple phases it um yeah. just sort of kills you really quickly with multiple mortal wounds slash damage hell
2: It's yep. great okay.
1: Um, so for day one, I guess we, I, we could take it in game by game or day. I thought day might be a, a bit nicer. So for day one, um, would you say your first three games, and we can go into it individually, I guess, would you say they were good matchups for you when you saw them? Or would you say there were any kind of medium ones or are there any bad ones in there? Um, so I think for my first, I had two matchups and then sort of like, a, 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 like an easy one. And so my my game one was Fire Slayers. Um it was Fire Slayers okay. with uh, it was it was like hearthguard blocks, um with but it had all the anti magic tech, had the icon, um the for the spell ignore, it had the the ash cloud rune. If you don't know what that does, the ash cloud yep. rune, it's um it's a once use thing. It sort of makes everyone not visible to spells um for a, a turn, basically. Um so that's you know, that's annoying. But um is it to the next hero phase one, or is it just the battle round? Yeah, I think it's to the next hero phase. That one, so you might be able um, to get it off for two, I guess. Yeah, it's it's not quite yeah. as
0: annoying as getting a whole army hosed off by a couple of frogs. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to lean into that, but that's fine. That's, that's no. my own little dig. Um, one thing, may I interject ever so slightly? Just just as we're all friends here,
1: please. <laughs> yeah,
0: before the tournament. What we? what do you think you're like what do you not want to face before the tournament? Like
1: oh, I so, uh, it was what do you think were worth matches are? I had two things I didn't want to face and I ended up facing one of them. One of them was the the Feck Infinite Ghouls. Thanks, Darren.
0: Yeah. Um
1: <laughs> and the second one <laughs> the second one was um the uh Noel of course, because you know that the a four up spell ignore is fine, but a two up spell ignore is like oh I'm gonna to have to change how I play the game if that makes sense
2: yeah, yeah. Mm. yep
1: yeah um so um, you were saying, so the the fire slays were a, one of the medium matchups were they um so it's a medium because like uh basically the ash cloud rune is hard to it's hard to keep your whole army holy than twelve um so I'm able to get some bits early which you have to push out into objectives so I can just kill them uh, and then once that's gone, it, it, it sort of the Fire Slayer's player lives and dies on how many yeah. 4 up spell ignores they can pass. And eventually I will kill the Battlesmith. And then once the Battlesmith goes, everything's dead. So it's whether they can get through all my, you know, Basiladons and Chaff walls before I, you know, before they can, before I can kill their Battlesmith and therefore then everything else. Um, and so that just generally means that I have to give them like a turn Maybe in the two turns of like scoring the points. And so it ends up being like not a whitewash score, but it's still like, it's still like a win on paper, but it's just like a hard win. It's like a harder win than I have to actually play the game rather than like, you know, phoning it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they get too far ahead, you might not be able to claw it back. Hence the kind yeah, of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, you know, they could sense. just roll yeah, the games and then it could, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if they roll lots of four ups and they're on the points, yeah. Yeah yeah so would you yeah, ever would you yeah. ever consider any of those as a red then or no you think it's just it's that kind uh, of dicey hot 50-50 no i think i don't i don't i, I don't even say it's 50-50 i'd say it's like maybe 70-30 to me um yeah. cuz like a lot has to go right for them to, to put me in a bag cuz i can i can still like play the combat game with the Basties and you know they can they count a lot on Points because they're monsters so i can you know score and and you know if he wants to because the mission we were playing had four objectives because it was no risk no reward and um, so they had to spread um and that means they can't you know they can't keep everything in range of the icons. so i can kind of play two and they can play two and it's you know yeah 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 perfect and so for if this was like a, a like a team tournament you would put this down as a would you put it down as like a yellow? I, I mean, I, everyone uses different color coding systems, I think, but would, would this be a green it for down. you? Would be... It'd be like a green, but not like a, it's not like a 20 I'd be like a, yeah, it's like a, you know, a 15-5, 17-3 sort of. Yeah. Yeah, it makes thing. sense. Okay. Oh. And then number two? Number two, I played uh, the only other feck player, I think, who wasn't running Nagash and the Ghouls. Um, and i deleted 1500 points in one turn wow and so that was like pretty pretty green i think was um, did you but did you was that something you were going expecting to do though before you started uh no <laughs> I, I thought i'd delete maybe 1000 points but um you know it only, got, only a 1000 i got a bit <laughs> I, I rolled a I rolled a bit i rolled a bit hot and um on you know the croak mortal wounds and stuff and yeah it was um it was a it was a great great game. Good times. Everyone had fun. So this, so this um, was a what? This was just honestly, effect monster list or something? Was it that you were playing? It was just it was gristle gore. It was gristle gore. It was you know a terror guy. Some uh, some horrors. Some flayers. And then obviously more summoned flayers and stuff. And just some ghoul chaff. Um okay. pretty sort of like yeah, bit of everything. Some you know little arch regents and that. Um, yeah. But yeah. So their idea was trying to get into you, but you're you're quite happy facing stuff that is rushing you. Are you normally with the, with the? Little... Oh yeah. The closer the the closer you get to me, the better. Like because then I don't have to you know fuck around with teleporting over a trog and or teleporting croak in their face and bridging him back and doing all this. You know I can just cast the spells, baby. I can just do the damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and so you're you're putting Love up your that. layers of screens essentially, and waiting for him to come to you, and then doing all the kind of mortar wound damage basically. Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, you so you hit this, you know, the skinks die. I summon more skinks. You hit the Basties, they tag you. Um and also you can like and then I've got the Space for the stave in my list, so I can deep strike stuff seven away and, you know, a lot of the (laughs) actually a lot of the summons the Seraphon have have access to plus one to charge on the scroll. So like Soros Warriors, on charges, they all so you're actually looking like six inch charges with a reroll. So you can come in and pin stuff and and you know, sort of like dance around them with that as well with all your summoning. Um yeah, okay. it's a lot it's a lot for people to to deal with, like it's
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: also then you can you can put a massive fucking impassable terrain feature in their way, which you put the slam behind so no one can ever charge them. Um I know I played Russville in, in the last game and he was uh he was a bit sad about that. His stone horns couldn't get into the slam ever. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And for the games like that, so you think before you even started playing that for that you was a heavy kind of green. Yeah, I should really win this match, right? I be yeah. I mean yeah. It, especially because it's not like the version where he's bringing back loads of stuff. So there's yeah. n- there's not much recursion, and it was it was a mission where I was because it wasn't. I was able to like get the heroes straight away. Um, so you know, there's like I can establish magic dominance, and I know we're in like a, everyone's got primal dice, but like whatever, right? Um, yeah. It, and it there is anything, kind of, with these sorts is, of matchups, is there, are, you, are you someone that that, uh, that looks at that and thinks, right, this is kind of a heavy green, I'm gonna win this? Will you look at it and go, right, what's the thick? What's the one thing that might that I need to watch out for, or do you just focus on? Right, this should be in my favourite. I'll just play my own thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, there, I always I always have, like, a kill list, priority kill list in my head, like, Terrorgeist must die, turn one or two, you know, Flayers um, must die, turn one or two sort of thing. And, like, if I don't, like, I know if that doesn't happen, then what I'm leaving my opponent is sort of, like, tools to play the game with and find their way out. You know, like, I'm leaving them output, right? And I'm just my list is trying to remove all their output as fast as possible, so that yeah they can't play the game um yeah. and so for you, that sort of green matchup was right I think you you thought you could block it off long enough before applying yeah, yeah, yeah. enough kind of mortals to then win the game afterwards yeah, yeah basically okay yeah the 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 thing so the the thing my list i think was would, would have been concerned about when what I ended up playing in game four would um uh, spoilers it was the Nagash infinite ghoul thing. Um, it, it was the. It, it's hard to clear lots of lots of wounds. Like, I'm not sure. Oh, it's it's like a. It's not because the army DPS, but it's like um. Having big blocks of ghouls, like doing three mortal wounds to to like lots of elite units, is 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 what my army wants to do, rather than doing three yeah. mortal wounds, which of which they're all going to come back to the ghoul infinite ghoul thing. Yeah. um yeah yeah okay you struggle, can... you
3: struggle killing the characters as well because they've got three heals in the hero phase and obviously yeah, yeah exactly the dash can yeah. it'll probably stop maybe 50 percent of your output and it's rare that you're going to yeah, get the, all the ward, spells yeah. onto the arc revenant etc is it i it's think i the only in your defense right, it, is designed, it is designed to take out seraphon so
1: <laughs> yeah, no, completely, and it and it, it did, yeah. <laughs> it did <constantly. laughs> um, and
3: um, uh, Mike's as well, didn't it? In the last game, yeah, yeah. No, I was
1: just going to say, and then your final one for, for day one, your game three. Uh, well, that that was our illustrious co-host, Mister the Owen Jackson, was my game three, um, and we had a blinder of a game. I think Owen will attest. Yeah, to. I've heard. I've heard um, of this one. Yeah, it was tight. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was the jet lag, um, or if I was just you know, if I was lulled into a false sense of security by the dreamy eyes,
0: um, or the socks, and those sexy socks. He distract socks. you with yeah, the socks. The socks
1: yeah. exactly. He did. He kept putting his leg up on the table, and you know, <laughs> what, what's a man to do, right? What socks
0: were you wearing? But, um, Can you remember? Oh, <laughs> um, I think they might be. They no, they haven't had an outing yet. No, they were white Carhartt socks with a red and black stripe. Of course, see. of
1: course, they were Carhartt. Oh, the sexy, um, the sexy stripes.
0: I would, I would say it wasn't my dreamy eyes or or your jet lag, Matt. It was that I actually, for the most part, I think I played a pretty good game of Warhammer.
1: And that's you played world. a sensational game of Warhammer. You did. Okay, um, so but, so before did. going into it, Matt, for you. Was, so this was another kind of medium one, was it, in your head? Uh, it is, it is. But uh, I always take note of the player whenever I do a matchup. I I, I always put a, a lot of stock into who I'm playing as well. Okay. And um, it's important. I think it's important to sort of like, I mean, once, you know, once once you've sort of been around the block a few times, and I'm sure Darren and Owen will attest to this, um, you know, you'll... You sort of you you play you play the the sort of the, the top players a few times, and you sort of get to know people a bit. Um, and if I'm coming up against someone who I think is like a top player, then mm-hmm. I'll you know i'll 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 be i'll be more concerned for sure because you know I'm just I know I know that Owen's gonna Owen's gonna manipulate every little minutiae of the game to you know as my, as I would as well. To um, you know, to to bring home to bring home the win, um, whereas you know, like a maybe a less seasoned tournament tournament veteran uh, like wouldn't, that's all. But um, yeah. And so, and Owen's playing corn. I don't think we mentioned that, but that was the the corn. So, for you in that in that specific matchup, if it wasn't Owen, if it was just corn and a player you didn't know, what would you have had Korn's that down Korn's... as? It it's like a yeah, it's still a medium, but it's like a not a great medium. It's I think it's definitely more of fifty fifty. Um because court, the, the spell ignore so it's all about the spell ignore really. Um the spell ignore that corn gets is not just it's not just like a spell ignore, like I can with this Fire Slayer's one, even though it's a worse spell ignore, a five up initially, you know, um with the with the with the Fire Slayers one, I can just bin as many spells in, you know, I can just I can throw mine bullets at them all day and see what sticks. You know, with the corn one, I'm like, well, if he passes it, I give him a blood tithe. And the more blood tithe he gets, the more he's going to summon. And then, then I start to get into the the feck problem of like, oh, I'm you know I've got a he's bringing more stuff on, and I'm I don't want him to do that because that's my thing. I'm trying to you know like get rid of as much stuff as possible. And you know because I'll lose stuff during the game. Yeah. And he's then bringing and when I lose stuff, it powers him up even more. You know. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, if I'm feeding him chaff, it's just giving him blood tides to summon on more stuff. So it's, it's kind of like a, a an even stalemate in that regard. It sounds like the first two games went fairly similarly, where you were kind of blocking yeah. him off and then mortal wounds. Did you then think you'd have to change anything for your game with Owen then? Did you actively uh, change your game plan? N- well, Owen won the roll off and I had a plan to go first, so then Owen surprised me by taking the first turn. Um, which is pretty cheeky of him. Um, but I did think, I did decide in the end, because Owen did that, to play the game in, I think, a similar way. Um, I think in hindsight, I should have maybe been more aggressive early on. Okay. But um, just to get stuck in, because basically Owen took first, pushed out all his uh, flesh hounds, his chaff, and, you know, he Owen decided to play the board early, which is, pro- I think, a good decision. Um, and he didn't, he used the threat of violence of his blood verses to sort of like keep me, you know, um, keep me pinned in. Well, that's um, good. He's been using towards. the threat of violence on podcasts, so that that feels appropriate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, um, that was unexpected, was it for you? You said you you it thought was, it was a bit I, cheap. I was ex- I was expecting to go first because I think I think any corn player, I, in, if I was playing corn, I'd be like, well, I want the double, you know, I want to. If I'm going to go in, and then I have the chance of going again with corn, that's pretty like devastating. I'd you know yeah. those those bloodthirsters both in twice in a row, you know, especially with all the no wards, fight first, all this, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that would be pretty good. Um, so that was that was why, and maybe Owen can enlighten you to as to well why he um. Oh, we, we will that. get to we will get to the lovely Owen <laughs> when when we get to him. So and so for this one. For the, for people listening, why isn't this a red? Then, if there's lots of the the spell ignore, um, you can do all the damage and bring stuff back. So it's it's not a red because I I it it's made of paper is the thing. Um, I know they have the wards and all that, but I can there's ways I can get around that. I can I can push stuff up. I can I can deep strike. I can summon within seven, which you know. Turns off the ward straight away, so that's kind of not a problem. And the spell ignore, I know Owen's not going to use his blood tithe to boost the spell ignore, um, because he wants to use it to summon stuff and do murder lust and like fight and do the stuff that's going to get him through the chaff. Yeah. Um. So I know I do I like I already going in know what Owen's going to use the blood tithe for, so I can sort of plan around that a bit. Okay. Um. And so, did you find yourself um, with that thought kind of restricting? Uh, did you were you casting fewer spells than you normally would then? No, but I was casting. So, like for example, when I uh, did like a a maelstrom, a level maelstrom, I wouldn't hit everything because I wouldn't want to roll. You know, I purposely like put it away so I'd only t- try and target the units of the maelstrom rather than like you know getting getting Owen to roll five up on everything. And yep. Get loads of blood yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and also, once Owen does commit those bloodthirsters, um, uh, they're dead. Like they go in, they blow something up, um, and then then I take them off, like straight away, because okay. they just you know then, yep, they're just what sixteen <laughs> wounds. They're still four up save, aren't they? Um, yep, yeah, I can't remember. Yep. but yeah, okay. So it's almost like a waiting game for you, and um, it could it can go rough because of the. The the summoning, but yeah. for you it's that kind of toss up again. A bit fire slayers ish. Do you think or no? You think it's a, it's a worse we, uh, one? I think it's worse just because of the um, the fact that the spell ignores and blood tide. Also, this was a mission with three objectives. If I four. remember, we I mean, played it was, right? GMM. four. Oh, I was oh. the pulse. Yeah, we played. the, yeah, pulse. the pulse. The pulse. Um, yeah. The pulse, uh, which is an interesting one. Um, and also, Owen had Bellacore. How could I forget? He had Bellacor, which yep. is like... Bellacorn, be- I think you'll find. Yeah, <clears throat> What's he going to Bellacor? It's obvious, right? Yeah. The Skinks. It's Croak. Right? Oh, right yeah, Croak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. That um, makes sense. Um, yeah. Oh, and he did do that. Luckily, um, Owen, I think he rolled the dice about 10 times. It kept being cocked, but it, it was like... <laughs> it, um, Croak was, it, was able to cast spells, so... But, you know, if he hadn't, that could have kept me pinned in even more. Could have Uh, even maybe won you the game, Owen. I'm not sure. Mm. Well, well, let's find out. Owen, let's do your day one, shall we?
0: Yes. Um, If I may, I'm going to just step back a tiny bit, as I like to do. Um, And Matt touched on a lot of things there, which would... Because I did a couple of notes. I never really prepped that much. But I just thought that um, if we talk about how you assess matchups, because it's all very well lots of, you know, we play a lot of Warhammer between the four of us. It's all very well us going, oh, this is a light green and this is a dark red and this is a orange, blah, blah, blah. But I think that to get to that level of knowledge, then we play a hell of a lot and we think about it a lot and we, you know, learn a lot. So I would say anybody listening that's like, if you want to get better at understanding what your good and bad matchups are, then just like tune into like Rob Honest Wargamer's stat show every week, you see what all the top lists are. And if you don't know how something works, then just screen grab that list and then go on Wahapedia and figure it all out and, you know, ask your mates and stuff. So coming from a position of strength and knowledge, that will allow you to be, then, you know, assess and analyze whether they're good or bad matchups. So I, I would mm-hmm. say definitely that. And that, and then, like, Matt and Darren and, and well, all of us, you know, you... We can go in, we can look at a list and say, for example, somebody puts a list in front of you and goes, right, you're playing that in 10 minutes time. We could probably go through that and figure out what, what the key, like Matt was saying, ah, kill the terror guys first. You know, we would kill, we would come up with a kill list. We would know, do I want to be within 30 or out of 30 to give myself a chance of unbinding a key spell? Do I want to be passive? Do I want to try and pin like your whole deployment, all the things that we've talked about through the first season of this podcast all of that coalesces into like just a few important decision points. And then that becomes your whole strategy. And that, that's how you, you know, getting to that point is how you understand whether what is a, a, a green or a red. Um, and then factoring into that as well, I would say that there are what I put down as like six variables and Matt touched on, on them as well. So you've got the army, you've got the list, you've got the battle plan, you've got the player. then you've got the pack and you've got the terrain. So for example, I would always say those are the six factors because, you know, talking to like Runa and like the world's players and stuff like that, you kind of go, ah, well, this is a green on this. No, sorry. Let's say this is a red matchup on this. It's really terrible. You know, they just come forward and take all my stuff off. But if we play this mission, they don't get to do that because of the conditions of that mission. So, you know, knowing the battle plan or the mission and how that factors into whether it's a good or bad matchup i think is super important and then yeah player strength you know even like people say oh like i played round one we'll get to it in a sec but i played nagash infinite ghouls but Mm -hmm. that's the headline and then when you read the list and you ask him what have you got in your box to summon mate and it's not two units of 20 beast flayers it's a vargulf courtier and some ghouls and like three horrors and you're like okay well you know like you start on the pinnacle and it's like bright red and then it goes a little bit of a lighter shade because they don't (laughs) like when stanesh first came out the busted old stanesh used to play that by the way matt anyway moving on um so (laughs) (laughs) look
1: look. (laughs) i only played it after the first nerf okay
0: cool okay
1: mainly because i was painting it
0: hey you know in school like where you chase around and try and like have little toy fights with the girl that you fancy because you really care about them that's that's all this is okay matt it's just another form of tough love okay oh, <laughs> is oh. that all right
1: oh. That's okay <laughs> it's a lovely moment anyway back to killing oh. stuff i oh, back to
0: killing stuff so yeah. um yeah Army, list, battle plan, the strength of the player. But again, don't let them get in your head like Darren if you face, you know, like Darren says, you know, don't be overawed or, or make it a bright red just because you've heard of Jack Armstrong or Dan Bradshaw or Darren Watson or, you know, um, Matt G or, you know, Math Mallow, um, any of these or players. Alex Q. Yeah,
1: exactly. Alex yeah.
0: Q, sorry, sorry yeah. Left. Alex uh, well, Q scares me the most. Yeah, man, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so and then like, the terrain the terrain and the pack you know the, uh, the the terrain at the weekend had a massive bearing on my playstyle, and i used it to the best of my ability so same yeah sorry i just wanted i wanted to get all that out of there also
1: very good um, yeah that's no, great honestly yeah
0: also like matt you know i know i'm ribbing you for playing good armies but if you want to win tech games of warhammer then you play good armies that's that's simple you gotta but,
1: play the good stuff
0: Exactly, and do. So, so Matt's analysis, like, Matt will have a lot more greens than if you're taking, you know, an army that you love, but maybe isn't, like, top, top tier. So, um, you know, understanding that, okay, shit, I've got loads of red matchups here, that's that's fine, so try and get the best out of each gate. Like, yeah. it's not it's not bad that you turn up to a tournament and, and you're like, oh, I don't want to face that, and that sounds horrible, and bloody mm-hmm. and, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah okay that's that's my ted talk over that with. was that was lovely <laughs> ted talk owen thank you very I much
3: Got my own coming owen don't worry <laughs> I-, <laughs> I thought that Excellent. was gonna come yeah
0: brilliant this is good this is why we do this right i'm um, you know i i love learning i'm just here water. for the
1: aliens but after that everything's this is just I the cherry on the cake so please okay Please. so
0: yeah um round one we played no risk without reward my yeah. opponent was a lovely chap called reese so i'd never played before and this was nagash infinite ghouls so again another tip round one often you get it in advance and then you catastrophize about how your opponent's going to play amazingly and deploy perfectly and everything's going to be perfect and then within five minutes you realize that they're not doing that and everything's okay so for me... I
1: like to play my, my first game in my sleep, you know, yeah. sometimes the night before.
0: Hey, I had a, yeah. a three-hour fever dream about a certain army this morning, and I woke up and I've completely changed what I'm going to take to Blackout Night, just based off a dream. Wow. Just <laughs> just, just a dream and a lovely plan on how to kill a slant turn one.
1: <laughs> Do you know if it was the aliens speaking to you? Do you yeah. think it was that?
0: Hold on. Yeah, it could
1: it's be. Some cosmic insights. Yeah, Indeed.
0: Exactly. Um so yeah it was no risk without reward which was basically you know you can deploy straight into combat so i was like okay well you know if he puts it on the line then i can just tag him in um i knew that he outdropped me so he had the choice so going in i was like respect his ranges so this is a key thing you place nagash if you don't want a key thing taken off you just stay outside of 21 because that's portal plus hand of dust so early game you know that's a key thing so that You know, that's part of the matchup. I'm like, shit, you know, don't give him too much, but similarly, you know, respect that perhaps with your key piece, especially as I've got a hero phase move and I can get in. So for me, factoring in the player and the list and the fact that it wasn't that, and I knew for a fact that he normally plays fire slayers because I do my research. So I knew it was a new army for him. So I was kind of going in with it being an orange and being like, I know my army well, I've got turn off wards so I can switch off the five up from Nagash. My army rinses ghouls. And the one thing that I think is against that list is if you make them force them to spend lots of CP, it's a very CP heavy army that Nagash ghouls army I found. So I was like, if he takes first, I'll just make it so that all my combat stuff is relevant and then I can push in and then clear off most of the ghouls. And if that's the case, then if I win turn two prio, I've got a good shot at taking, you know, the king's head off in that. And and, and that was how the game went, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm. So as you said, normally looking at that, just as, uh, looking at the game
1: matchup and looking at the kind of list as it in isolation almost, you, you would have thought it was a kind of, as you said, a bright red yeah. because of... Because of the magic or the bodies, or what? What was? What's the main thing about that that scares you as a corn player?
0: Um, as a corn player, if you know, it, if he's got an Arcs region and a ghoul king on foot, then you know you're going to have thirty bodies popping up behind you, perhaps, or on a flank, and then starting the the game with you know sixty to seventy ghouls. Corn, um, the way that I play it, is tends to be a kind of tag board control zone with a counter punchy kind of element with a couple of bits of decent combat. And then I use my summons and stuff to fill. So the Nagash list is difficult because I need both bloodthirsters to go in together to line that up, to basically kill Nagash. Um, So I have to clear the screens and, you know, it's very easy played really, really well. You can just get swamped much like how, um, Matt described his his game. I mean, for context, my opponent uh, I think went one and four, or maybe a draw and four, and then Richie, who had another version of the same list, Nagash Gools as the headline, he went five zero. So you know, you yeah, there's 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 things in that matchup that um, are tough, basically. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. Because he can take right. t- you off, and the battle tactics are difficult for Corn. So if he pins, if my opponent pins me in. Then I've got to go for kill stuff, and that's not as reliable as more movement based battle tactics. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah and we can shut down magical dominance, which I like to do with Bellacore, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. Um, um, and then round two, I played Sam and this was on Spring the Trap, and he was playing, it was a very different challenge. So this was Beasts of Chaos, Bella with nine, the nine Bullgore list. Um which again i would say is an orange because you know they've got really easy battle tactics um i have to kill all of their battle line to get my grand strat and i have to keep one of mine alive and they can be all over the board um and the 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 the, the objectives on this are they're two very wide ones and one in the center so he, you know, my I thought that he would just play the sides and then, d- like, deliver his bull gore wherever he wanted to just blow something up. Um, and then he had his own bellacore, which is also another problem for me. So, oh um, <clears throat> yeah, that was really tricky um, thinking about that. I I knew that my condition there was basically push my screens out as far as I could so that he hasn't got good targets for when he win- brings his bull gore down try and win turn two priorities so that he has to bring his ball go down and I get to see them before I have my turn two yep. and then get into the mid game and crush whichever flank the ball go on on and try and control them on the other flank and blow up his herdstone. Um So I, that's the path to victory I saw. And that that is exactly how it played out much to okay. my...
1: Opinion. And so you thought before that, that was kind of, again, an orange, did you say? Sorry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it felt it felt like an orange just because he could get his battle tactics very um with, with relative ease without me being able to interact or shut them down. Um so yeah, I knew that it would be I knew that it would be like a 137146 at best just okay. based on all the tools that he had. Um okay. yeah.
1: But confident in the win in that one
0: before you started? No, not confident in the win. Just because the gore the are, like, the delivery mechanism is crazy. But I've played it a couple of times at Worlds now, so I knew that if I screened out my first screens and then my second screens would be, like, 11 or 12 back without giving up too much board. Um, and I also knew that I would have to go down on the primary early to not spread too wide and get picked off. So I knew it would be a late game win. But, I yeah, I, that was the best game of Warhammer I've played in a little while, so I I I, I ended up... I think it was a 20 17. so i was really happy with that good um, yeah, yeah and then matt which is and then big, then the then the then the punch-up yeah yeah the the table one punch-up um so, so i mean said
1: that he thought this was going to be the easiest green of all time when we just spoke to him about five minutes ago um yeah yeah you know did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in all seriousness what did you think going um in?
0: well there is a psychological element to this for me as well because Of course, yeah. I really hate Seraphon. <laughs> um like I fucking hate Seraphon and like I don't hate the players in any way. I just think they've always been cooked and they continue to be cooked and it just and this is on Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they just grind my gears because they've got they just got so many tools. Um so yeah, I I actually had a a, a game the previous week, at the London open against Mo Ashraf shout out to yep. Mo, my teammate. Yeah. And, uh, I won't go into it too much, but I let the army and the dice and other things trigger the fuck out of me. And I, I ended up being a really bad opponent. Um, and I was a bit embarrassed about that. So mm-hmm. I, I came in with a much more philosophical approach and I knew that it was a, it was a red, it was like a, a dark orange. I knew that basically I needed to win some prios play really well, be aggressive, be much yeah. more aggressive than is my natural game. Cause
3: I, Alan I, told me um, when I came over that you summoned your inner Darren Watson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. I wanted to basically not, I wanted, cause Matt knows me well, like we've played a lot of times, right, man. Like we've played mm. maybe 50 games, maybe not that many, a lot of games. We played a lot a-
1: of games though. yeah, Yeah.
0: And like, we always have absolute humdingers, and I he knows that I play quite reserved and passive and counter punchy. Yeah. Um, so my you know, going into the matchup, I was like, This is a red or a dark orange. He can just like he says, My stuff is paper. People, people put too much uh emphasis on that five up spell ignore. They're like, Oh, corn, five up spell ignore. They'll be fine into Seraphon, but it's like you're stopping one in three, maybe. And like yeah. the rest of the time
1: you're you st- you're stopping one in you're stopping a third of one type of output.
0: Yeah, precisely. And like they do, and the nodes, the note the cleanse the realm node blast, that's not a magical attack. Much like Matt says, um with the stave setup, you can turn off my ward. So cause you're within seven rather than nine. So you're within eight. So you can so there's lots of things that make it tough. So I was like, I'm gonna not play how he thinks I'm gonna play. I think Mm -hmm. that benefits the mission Um, and I'm just going to push it in and see and like tag and hold. And I think that uh, it was a resource management game and I wanted to make Matt not use his resources in the way that he wanted to. Mm -hmm. So for example, to get his turn one battle tactic, he had to summon 10 skinks, whereas you'd have much preferred to be banking them and going for like a big node blast turn one, turn two in conjunction with some other summoning and things. So, I kind of wanted to, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, take right. the red and use it against you and play differently and make you sweat. Um, and it almost worked. Um, almost
1: worked. it did. Almost,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I got my boom poster right in the heart of the castle.
1: Next- I did, and I made a I made a big mistake by I I dropped the bassy down uh, probably earlier than I should have as well, and Owen managed to. Pretty much left it for free, I think.
0: Yeah. So the 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 boom yeah. booster went in with with an additional pip of rend and an extra pip of save, and I believe he had bless on him as well. Um, and yeah, all I was doing like if I ever casino if I'd have casino diced that and got three sixes, I'd have just won the game immediately um, on turn two. Um, but it didn't happen. But I put myself in, in into a position to win. So
1: well, and uh, as sure as Darren attests, you you played for your outs. It sounds like.
2: Exactly, so that's yeah. why
0: I wanted to that's why I said to Darren, you know I wanted to summon my inner Darren, um because you know listening to this podcast and learning from other players, sometimes it's good to do something that your opponent's not expecting, um you'll
3: win more tournaments to playing like that no yeah. don't don't try and lose well, fuck that like yeah exactly you're in a red matchup fucking get involved, like
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's exactly right. Darren. never try and.
3: Well, like, who cares if you go, like, if you go for one, like, oh, and you're you're proud that you tried to go for the five zero, right? Definitely. So, you can, so the four one doesn't feel so bad, does it?
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, unless it's unless it's teams and you're trying to get as many points for the team, then just fucking go for it. You know, like, doesn't matter. Yeah, and, and- it's just boy soldiers.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh no it, it does matter that's that's disingenuous Matthew it does matter but you need to you need to um you need to play to if you're if you're aiming for like podiums then you you've, sometimes you find yourself in a shit matchup you find yourself in a shit situation just slowly dying so that you know you get a thirteen-seven. fuck that I would prefer to like just make one big massive play or you know or several like 5% shots at taking mm. out the gap um sometimes they fucking happen you know and then you feel like yeah. god
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so just before we go to Darren Owen do, do you think that assessing the fact that you went into that red and had such a good game do you think that's going to change how you approach these sort of red matchups for you in the future then
0: yeah i think so i think so i think being a little bit more hard-nosed and like going for the for the out no matter how um you know how outland how outlandish it is yeah um like everything was based around a turn to play and then understanding that even if that didn't come off then i probably had the board position to to um to still get really close and maybe maybe eke out the win uh, the win and it was 25 it was a one point win to you on turn five on grand Strat, wasn't it matt um yeah but yeah i think definitely um knowing the matchup knowing what the condition was and that one little in that I had and then having the confidence to then have a go for it i think it's great i mean like the other day i played and i won't go on too much but the other day i played and i was like i'm going to see what i do if i put these two units into those six mortis guard and i roll off the the defense and we go all in, and I've got all the buffs. And it was a terrible idea, but at least I did it and found <laughs> out. <laughs> Nothing fucking kills them. No. no. I could
1: have told you that one.
2: I
0: mean. <laughs> um, so, yeah, testing the matchup and then pinpointing that little one moment in time and then fucking going for it. It feels great. It feels like, you know, trying to dribble around the hole of the, you know, the defense and then smash it into the top corner. Like, a hundred times, 99 times of a hundred, you, you fuck it. But,. If it comes off, then you feel amazing. And you're going to shout
1: football at the top of your lungs, eh? Yeah. And I
0: still felt good at the end of the game because I tried it and it almost worked. And I played my mate and we had a really good game and I made him sweat sweat his bollocks off. So
1: it was like. You did win all those fucking priors, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know.
1: (laughs) 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 Right, Darren. Matchups.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to start with my own little TED talk. Um, please just really getting back to basics okay um so to my mind if you to be able to understand like a really good what you know a a good matchup a bad matchup etc you have to understand what your army how your army wins um and i think basically there are like five paths to victory. And I do a lot of work with my patrons on this. Um certainly for people that are like, well, you 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 um you you've got some experience with this Alex, you know, feeling a bit overwhelmed when it comes to sort of list writing. Um and when when you get down to sort of like the brass tacks of it, like an army wants this I, I think there are five core ways an army achieves victory. And that can be primary power. So armies that want to sit on those circles <laughs> you know um, a, a good example of that would be the Nagash Infinite Goal list. You know, it just wants to those 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 lists wants to ideally go early, take all the take all the points, and just stay there as long as possible. Gargants have got really good capture weight as well, so that so it's not necessarily horde armies. It's just armies that can stay on the circles pretty long. And that's their, their route to victory. They're not going to worry too much if they drop a battle tactic or two because they're going to sc- outscore you on the primary. Um, you've then got strategic power. So those lists that are built to do five battle tactics and get a grand strategy. And we've got several examples of factions that are really good at this now. Sylvan F are fantastic at it. Daughters of Cain are unreal. <laughs> They're fucking stupid! um Zinc with their grand strategy that they get for free is amazing. Fire slayers are also quite a, a, str- a strategic army, and those factions you can go very confidently in a game. Uh, ocr Bone Reapers as well do battle tactics really well. But you can think to yourself, "Wow, th- this is one, two, more. I'm getting thirteen. I'm getting thirteen points at the end of this, regardless of what else what else goes on, regardless mm. of the circles that I." sort of stand on Mm -hmm. so that can help you when you figure out your battle plan you think to yourself i don't have to spread out and cover the whole board i can i only need to fight over sort of half the board and interrupt my opponent a couple of times maybe get 13
1: you mean as in five battle tactics on your grand strat Yeah. yeah
3: yeah 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 um and then then we've got um, control power. So lists that are designed to interrupt their opponent. Corn 's a great example of this. You know, Bellacore, he's very useful to interrupt a, a battle tactic. I'm sure Owen will attest to this. Uh, I've heard that word several times from Matt, so I was determined to use it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, so builds that are designed to sort of interrupt the, uh, their opponent. Um And then they're very, they're very difficult to use, I would suggest. Um, We've then got pure power. So armies that are just, that just fuck. (laughs) A KO from last season, for example, designed Mm -hmm. to just wipe everyone off the board. They can't, they can't stand on circles if they're dead and they can't kill me if they're dead you know? <laughs> yep. And that's, yep. and that's, that sounds, you know, and the, the sort of Seraphon builds that Matt and sort of other prominent Seraphon players. Are oh, it's
1: my, know. it's my overriding philosophy, Darren. That
3: one. Well, no, no, it's been mine a, a lot of the time as well. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it's very simple Warhammer. They, yep.
2: <laughs> they can do yeah, fuck yeah. all
3: They're dead, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, <clears throat> and then the fifth one, what have, we, what have we got? Primary power, sorry, control, strategic Oh, surgical. So, uh, so, so, Surgical builds as well. So this is, this is also sort of Seraphon. Any army that's designed to surgically remove your opponent's key pieces. Um, Seraphon are very good at this, obviously, because they've got so many ranged attacks that bypass the sort of shooting. And it's, And again, this is very simple Warhammer. Your opponent's troops die quicker if their commanders are dead and they mm-hmm. do less damage if their commanders are dead you know and if you can find um any factions that does that does one of those primary routes to sort of victory um does multiple of them then you're in a good spot which is why seraphon i think do very well at the moment Mm um they've got Mm -hmm. fantastic um surgical power they've got amazing um uh they've got amazing um fucking kill you power and also this their summoning can help them sort of stand on circles um they've got some
1: good tactics too
3: yeah, 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 they're not not the, they're not the best. I wouldn't put them in like they're not sort of Sylvan F or a Daughters of Cain um sort of stuff.
1: No, 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 but they're they're still like a, there's like I
0: think 3 are like oh, I was doing every game. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're not shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong, they're not
0: shit. It's almost like they're too good, isn't it, Darren? <laughs> I, I think they're to wait to come coming, yeah.
3: Well, I've not used them this season for a reason, you know. I want to actually yeah. I'm really actually this season I'm really trying to build up my if I do um if i do go to worlds next year i want to make sure that i'm the best player i can be so i don't i don't want to rely on lists so i'm moving away from using very powerful lists and using some silly ones um not silly ones but ones that are designed to teach me stuff um anyway i I learned quite a few lessons at feud actually running the the gotrick build that i ran okay i'll get into a moment um so once you understand what your list is trying to do um so like when i when i first took the nagash and feck ghouls i was like right i'm i'm going to um i'm going to a team event i want to be the guy that stands on circles for as long as possible um Mm -hmm. and infinite ghouls sort of ticked that box you know very very well and um if you're standing on if you're if you're standing on circles very well then you can you can then sort of go down the list of how other people you think other people's armies are going to be trying to trying to win and you can sort of you can have a good idea of what you're good into and what you're bad at you know on a very sort of basic level so that if you turn up and you're talking to your opponent and you don't quite understand what they're using you've never played it before when they're going through their list you can be thinking to yourself well what are they actually trying to achieve um and then if you've got if you've already sort of given it some thought before the game you know what you're good into what you're not you'll 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 have a better understanding of the uh, the matchup on the spot if that makes sense it's very easy to 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 go through if a matchup was good or not after the fact it's very difficult to arrive at the table the situation you're in and be able to instantly sort of assess it unless you've got some experience so if you don't have any experience I'd recommend you sort of go through this when you're designing your lists really think about how you're trying to achieve victory and then put some thought into these other five other four ways that people can achieve victory and then how you sort of relate to those um for an example if you're standing on circles then if you come up against an army that is designed to just blow out the water then you can um you'll Sometimes that's very good for you because it's a DPS check, right? They 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 might not have enough damage to take you off those circles. um Infinite goals. I played KO at the um, at the Warhammer World one, and it was the old, it was the old um, stuff before the new JHB. And I rightly predicted that my stuff was going to be able to survive um, like several turns of KO shooting at me. <laughs> um, whereas if I and if you're a, if you're a strategic army. You know, that's a real, that can be quite a challenge into an army that's just going to stand on circles because you're, you're going to struggle. If you don't have the damage in your list, you're going to struggle taking them off. So then you've got to win, but you've got to try and win by other means. So if I was um, Sylvan F going up against that Fek army, for example, I would know straight away, they've got f- far superior primary power to me. So there's absolutely no point me trying to fight over all the board, but there's absolutely a lot of, I know that they're, they're not very good at getting battle tactics. I know that from experience as well. Um, so their strategic power is bad, whereas mine's good. So I'm going to play into that. I'm going to play over maybe 50%, 60% of the board in the early game. I'm going to make sure I get all my battle tactics throughout the game. And then I'm actually going to start retreating like and just s- surrender some of the board to them, but keep a real eye on how many points I need to close out the game. So I know going into that matchup that I need to go up early and if I get that opportunity I'm gonna take it okay um, where so that so that's like do you go first or second in that situation um I would be going first because I'd be trying to get one two more because I know that later on in the game my game plan is to like sort of retreat back I'm gonna get less and less primary and I can come up with that battle plan on the spot because I know that strategic is bad into standing on circles
0: primary power um what what would you say darren just a quick question then what would, you, what would you say your silver netlist from feud what would you say it was good at and what were its bad matchups then just just taking into account the the sort of the different types of armies that you've just described so it was purely built to be a strategic
3: uh, a strategic army so
0: i wanted it to
3: be able to do the battle tactics very well and i wanted I wanted, I took Gotrek, like, cause I love Gotrek. <laughs> <laughs> Originally I was going to take, um, Nagash Feck, but there was quite a, the more and more people I spoke to, there was a time when people enjoyed lists that I wrote that, that took advantage of old rules, but that seems to have, that shit seems to have passed. Now am on the England team. Um, so it seemed to upset a few people. So I thought, right, well, I'm not going to take that horrible monstrosity and I appreciate it is fucking horrible. Um, so I thought, right, I'm going to, it's a new GHB. I'm going to celebrate by taking my favorite character, which is Gotrek. But I did want to marry him with an army that would support him. And the, the basic idea, Owen, was to have Gotrek run him into the middle and then have the entire Silvernef army fight over like 50% of the board, you know, one flank or the other. Um, and that was a very, very basic battle plan that that I could adapt. Um sometimes i would run if i was fighting a, a melee um heavy army i would run a tree lord behind gotrek because then you've got that monstrous action that makes any unit that comes into them fight last so that put people off charging gotrek because the thought of him hitting them before they got to hit him would often put people off <laughs> so it worked quite well um but the the, the the main premise of that whole list was to i Really concentrate every turn on getting my battle tactics and keeping my um, general alive because I had um, what's it called something savant spell casting savant the keep your keep your wizard alive keep your general that's a wizard alive is my battle tactic and silver Nefer really is quite easy to keep your war song alive because they're dead tanky and you can jump them around the table can't you with the with the trees
2: hmm.
3: um, so I had a plan if I was going up against. Other strategic armies, then I know that I've got to try and fight for the primary more. If I'm going up against armies that want to blow me off the table, I actually think this GHB, and if you look at some of the lists other than Seraphon that are just obviously really, really strong, but I think we've moved away from armies that are just blowing people off the table. You know, KO isn't as prevalent, is it? So you don't need to worry about that so much. And obviously strategic armies need... They need pieces on the board to be able to complete all their battle tactics. So you wouldn't think they'd be very good at armies that just blow you off. I'm going to say blow you off quite a few times now, aren't
1: I? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said blow blow me yeah. off about four <laughs> times.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, so so you can, but then they're, they're not as I don't think they're as prevalent at the moment. So that's why I think strategic armies are quite quite. Quite good in this in this GHB because it seems a bit slower. You've got opportunity. You don't necessarily have to engage so much to to win games. I don't know how everyone else feels, um, but that's certainly how I feel. And I think Sylvan F really play into that. So that was the the decision and mm-hmm. the very basics of it. Okay. Um, and then, like I say, once you understand what you're trying to do, once you've pr- once you're more. Pr- Once you're more practiced at going, right, I'm going to, today I'm going to write a list and it's going to be the best strategic list I can possibly write. Today I'm going to write the best stand on circles list, the best surgical list I can possibly write. That will help you when you look at it from that perspective, that will help you be able to assess what your opponent's trying to do. And then if you've given some thought to it before, how you're going to interact with that, you, you should be able to come up with, um, you should be able to come up with better plans on the spot and after you've done this a little while you'll get a lot more confidence from doing it and that's how sometimes you can end up thinking to yourself well this is a red matchup but actually i know exactly i've got a plan into this and i'm reasonably confident
0: (laughs) do you you like to write lists then that um you're more concerned with what you're doing rather than always doing what they want to do
3: I know yes and no. I think it's paramount. You understand what you're trying to do.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah.
3: Fundamentally it is paramount. You understand. And that's why net listing is, I've got nothing wrong with netlisting. I've gone on record and said that several times. Um, but you know, one of the big failings of net listing is if you don't fucking know what it's supposed to be doing, then you, it's very difficult to pick up a list and play it how the author sort of intended. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, and another thing is, oh, wow, well, I could, yeah so so that's the the very core of it if that makes sense. And I know that's a bit ba- that might be a bit basic
1: but No no no, I think that makes perfect sense because that's how you're approaching these these kind of matches and how you're assessing them. So and it's so the, pack, that in...
3: it's pack dependent as well. So one mistake I did make is I didn't really appreciate the pack. Um aren't very good at winning big and at feud on in at the fens um it yeah. was random pairings between winning um, which doesn't so suit within
1: to... oh it was within bracket
3: yeah then. so it okay. doesn't really suit it doesn't really suit um sylvaneth because they want to they want to ease past their opponents they want to win like 13-7 or 14-6 it's very hard to get a 20-0 i think from sylvaneth
1: yeah 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 yeah,
3: and yeah. That, that So that means that normally if you're playing the people that you're closest to you end up playing the people, you, you avoid all the Seraphon thirsty arseholes because they've all got 20 nils. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in this, okay. in this
3: pack, I wasn't able, uh, I wasn't able to, to do that. And it, I think if I did realise that, I'd have probably put Gotrek in Seraphon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, I see. Yeah,
3: yeah it's because you <laughs> as well. You've got to take in, you've got to, you've got, there's so much fucking data out there before a tournament starts. Like the more you look, the more you see. Yeah. <laughs> And so well, with an that, ladder,
1: yeah. that in mind, just quickly assessing your day one, mm. um, how did you kind of assess the first three games? Were they yeah. so greens, I was playing. Reds?
3: I was playing Danny Banks. Um, I've got stats and ladders up actually, so I'm not going to fuck up anyone's name. <laughs>
2: um,
3: his Lumineth, and his um, list uh was Eumetrica. So here is a combat here is a combat heavy list that's got a couple of wizards in it basically. But we're playing no risk, no reward. And I just like I was so excited to just plonk Gotrek down in the middle of the board and fuck made it feel good. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily the 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 best thing to do um but it made me feel fucking great.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um and in in this in this mission because he's largely melee um and he's quite slow as well. The the, the metric, like the stone guard, I think, are movement five, um, and the four, big, I think, movement four. Okay, mm.
1: yeah, they're four. Yeah, they're slow. Yeah, they're four. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty confident in this because I I'm very confident I'm going to get my grand strategy. There's I, I it, I'd be playing very poor personally. I think I'd be playing very poor wire hammer if I lost my war song. Um, War song awesome to this, so I was very confident yeah. I was coming away with my grand strategy. His grand strategy was a Aftershock, aftershock, which is I believe have a Umetrica unit on a contesting an objective. Two, two of them contesting objective at the yeah, end yeah
2: two,
1: two contesting <laughs> objective okay. at the end of the game. Yeah,
3: like Gottrek is running full power at these fuckers, so I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> He doesn't. Yeah. He, yeah. if, if I, as long as I can keep rolling threes, you know, for his ward save, then I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. So this I think was a big green for me and um and it it, it
1: going back to your kind of assessment that you were talking about because your your list is a strategic one we in your list so for your assessment of his then
3: i think this one was to stand on circles so it's got very good capture weight and it's good at fighting when you're it's like it pumps if you let it so if you're in combat with it but with like, spe- like specifically with my list i can strike and fade so I, I can engage and then bug out of there you know and then i can keep gotrick in there for, 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 for support a day so i think this wants to stand on circles and i think this wants to fight and i think i because i get to choose the combats that i want yeah. and i've got gotrick i think i outfight him yeah um and I th- and that's exactly what happened. So he wasn't able to stand on the circles as long as he needed to. And I think by turn four, it was the, the game was pretty much over. So I went into this one very confident. Um, and and the, the, you know, assessing it from from that very basic fundamental level, um, mm-hmm. I'm strategic. He wants to stand on circles, but I clear him off the circles quick enough. That yep. So that's why it's green because actually I, I think I'm going to end up standing on circles much better and I'm going to get all my points. In fact, I think I dropped a battle tactic in this mission because I killed everything by turn four and wasn't able to do one at the end. So Oh,
1: really? So you missed one because it was all – you couldn't do any – okay, interesting. Just yeah. to flex on them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not no, no. I'm pointing out that's bad mm. one. I'm pointing out an error. Like I should have I paid – I should have given – my battle tactics, more respect. Um mm-hmm. I didn't actually map them out. Well, especially
1: great. with the pack, then right? Because if you're saying, I mean, how was the? What was the secondary? Um... Yeah, the
3: sec- well, that's just it. The secondary was um how many bits and bobs you got. So I came eighth in this. Again, this is why it's not great for Sylvaneth because they don't they don't get twenty nils. They they get, um, and you need you need to get all your battle tactics to get these yeah. these bigger these bigger yeah, ones. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah it wasn't it okay. wasn't that, it's not a great pack for for silver but yeah that was a green um my second game was against Owen Obrin. Abrin? Owen can you correct me Matt can you correct me how did abram you know? abram he is gorgeous isn't he such I played him i don't know five six years ago, and he's just as i when I walked up to the table I was like ah oh, I'm in for a lovely game um he's a he's a joy to play um he was playing uh Blight with double dragon and the Nefer- neferata and then three units of i think zombies and the what was the second mission it was the three uh spring the trap spring the trap yeah like you you said before no one actually uses i never used it no I, one I, I said, <laughs> no one fucking uses it. yeah pointless trap um and okay, so this so most Soul Blight so if you were looking on paper and you knew you were going up against Soul Blight, you would think to yourself, Oh, this is an army that's gonna have massive primary power, but he actually opted for a really elite fucking smack you up list. Like he wants to he wants to get in there and like slap you about with these dragons and Neferata, make them both mm-hmm. unrendable, you know, and then Jump up and take take the odd bits and bobs with the the, the zombies are pissing about, aren't they? Um, so when I went into this, I put Gotrek Central, and I knew that his grand strategy was have more grave sites at the end than me. So all I need, so all I needed to do was have two grave sites. So I had that right from the right from the get go. I was thinking, right, just hold two grave sites at the end of the game. Um, and he can't get his grand strategy. So I'm going to be, that's a six point swing because I'm pretty confident he's not going to get through Gotrek and all the trees to, to get my war song. So that's a six point, And that gives you a lot of confidence right at the beginning. Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh, I'm, if, as long as I play this, as long as dice don't go fucking bonkers, I should be. And I, and I concentrate on getting those two grave sites from the off. I'm going to be six points up. Um, and then I want to, his army wants to fight in the middle and my army with Gotrek wants to fight in the middle whilst the rest of my army is completing battle tactics and taking out the odd zombie unit if um, if he gets the opportunity. And that's exactly what happened. I walked into the middle of the board with Gotrek and in Gotrek a tree. His first dragon came in um, with um, some support and Gotrek ate it. <laughs> and then... Um, but there were other things as well. There was plenty of because there's quite a bit of shooting from the from the tree lords, and they actually pretty good in melee themselves. I fucking love making things attack last, and then with the with the tree lords making it so they can't pile in. So then you you move to the point where you take the least amount of damage, and then you make it so they can't pile in. It's fucking. Can hard. I ask you a question, Darren? How did
1: you um uh, how how did you play around the
3: no wards? Oh, Legion Blood. I wasn't scared of it. So, so his ward's brilliant. It, that no ward's fantastic, but he still only does one damage a turn.
2: So, uh, I, yeah. Just that's put, true. That's
3: so, true. just I just put Gotrek next to a tree. So, if you come into me, so that's what Owen tried to do. He turned. He he turned off the ward. He came in. I made him attack last. Gotrek fucked him up. The tree fucked him up. And then he didn't. He failed to kill Gotrek. And then I won the priority. And then I killed him. Um
2: I see. So
3: like I, I wasn't sometimes you can hear an ability and you can go, oh, it turns off Got Trek's ward. Oh, not having the three plus ward. Oh, he's fucked. Or well, no, he's still got he's still got a he only does one damage a turn. You can still Mystic Shield him. You can still all out defense him if he misses Raw, obviously. But you can still best day ever. You've got you've got options. And they still got a roll dice at it, right? And if they if you if you, well, that's what hap- If you make it go last, then they get worse, don't they? And that's what happened. So I, I just wasn't too scared of it. Maybe mm-hmm. I should.
1: And <laughs> um, and then
0: your final game
3: was against Mark Mark Pardon Pardon
0: not Pardon. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's Mark Padden playing Soul right?
3: So so yeah, so he was playing Soul Now this is a classic army that wants to stand on circles. This was all. Um, it had, here we go, Mark Padden, it had Radicar the Beast with Hunter's Snare. So this chap counts as 12 on an objective. It's got Belladama um, with the thing that gives you extra ward save, uh, the Vampire Lord. And then it had like 20 Direwolves that obviously turn into 30 because of Vicross. Like, it had 30 Deathrattle skeletons, 10 Blood Knights, 20 Grave Guard. So looking at this list, the I've got to be wary of the Blood Knights but they don't want to be anywhere near Gotrek. Um, and I've got to be wary of the Grave Guard. They're the bigger problem for Gotrek. And then the rest of it <clears throat> is all just chod, isn't it? Okay. Um, and because it was, we were playing Geometric Pulse. pulse. So in this, um, in this match, um, it was important for me, I felt it was important to go, did I go first? I think I got the choice. I wanted to go first. So that I'd have the 58, 60% chance of choosing where the pulse would come in. And I wanted to take concentrate on taking the board and then jump to the opposite side of where the, the pulse was coming on. So that in the late game, it would land. Well, sorry, in the mid game, it would land on Gotrek and then it would sort of end up being in, in a safe, safe place. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark didn't want to commit. And that's exactly how it panned out mark didn't want to commit anything into gotrek he was he, he kept like fuck i can't put anything into that bastard and i was like yeah, it's great it? and <laughs> he was just he was standing in the middle um and he even got desperate at the end and he threw in 20 Graveguard, and that gotrek was left alive with one wound and as you can imagine that was a football moment i was very mm-hmm. pleased um but i i i how do i assess this matchup this is a really good stand on circles list um i wanted to but because it was radical the beast it was the big one it did mean that i could shoot him um which is so that's the that's where i because he counts as 12 and i know that he's trying to stand on circles that's his path to victory Mm -hmm. so i took away the 12 capture point there straight off because that's one model he just needs a toe on and he's counting as 12 so that's why that was such an important piece to take out right whereas the rest of it you can screen out and you can check and you can have a couple of trees and then that's half the board sort of screened out um but so i think i think thought, that...
1: you thought this was a kind of green going in then or did you were Oh you no no, no not
3: at all i thought this was going to come down to i thought this is a game i was really going to have to sort of edge out um his grand strategy was empire of corpses as well so that is where they've got to bring back at least three units. So this entire game, I, yeah, that's the source. That one. Yeah. You so this entire game, I'm trying to deny his grand strat right from the off. So I engage him as least as possible. There were some. There were sometimes when my tree lords were in range to shoot stuff, and I decided not to. You know, I didn't want to kill, finish off some of these units. So I was quite happy for a direwolf unit to go down to two models and then not finish them off even yes they can do a heroic action to get d3 back i'm I'm aware of that but Mm. they bring back the entire unit and get their grand strategy then that's even worse for me i just made a mistake right at the end i didn't um screen out the back um the the last objective i thought i was standing on the um his grave site that was over there enough but of of course in their turn because he he went last in the last round five they can stand within three which i'd forgotten and he brought up 10 skeletons to take that that objective back off me so i lost Uh, i lost lost two points well he gained he gained two points on me which would have cost Mm -hmm. me a couple of tournament points but that's the only mistake i think i made in that game um but yeah right from the off, my plan here was don't kill him get all your strategic points try and get the pulse to go where his army is so that it ends up where it's not Yep. And that's what that's exactly what happened. And he spent the early turns moving away from Gotrek. And I was thinking, well, the pulse is gonna go. He was he was moving his army to the left to avoid Gotrek and the pulse and towards the pulse right, which meant mm-hmm. that it was gonna end up away from him. So he, he ended up in a position where half his army was in of position thanks to Gotrek.
2: Yeah.
3: The plow the plow meant really, really well into that. But no, certainly not a green, because he's got a lot of capture weight. Um, and he he, he wants to soul blight gravelords do um um battle tactics for days, don't they? I think he just needed a couple of units of bats in his army,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, those things are horrible, but anyway, uh, great, thank you very much, right, Matthew? Yes, two, you're on the three zip, riding high, heady, you know, poof. um, yeah, I was, you know, in high as ear. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah we are narrative on this podcast exactly oh yeah, what well, um, if for those that don't know i was actually i had for the for my seraphon army i had converted a temple ship and was using it as my troglodon and it was fantastic. so i was i was literally pushing around a temple ship on the table <laughs> yeah. Is i can only describe it as the most fun i've had playing warhammer and <laughs> um, when i I convert all my endless spells as well. So, like, there's, like, a death laser coming out of it. That was my pendulum. You know, the maelstrom was, like, the orb on top. It was, yeah, it was good. Sounds like a very um, 40k. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> game four. Game four was the, the wonderful Richie um, from Just Play and his Nagash Infinite Ghouls. Oh, here we um, go. The big bad. The big bad. And much like um, Owen said earlier, um, Richie's a you know he's a seasoned seasoned pro um he you know he's he knows what he's doing um and he he painted that list i think in eighteen hours with a specific goal in mind and it was to win this event um and he came damn close he got the five yeah, o yeah. but um yeah um yeah it's uh, it's it's a red on paper um for okay. a lot of reasons for a lot of reasons what? mainly a gash. I'm- what are the main so from your end what are the main things that you're worried about going in well what i'm worried about is that um it's although like so there's the infinite the infinite ghouls thing is like it's a dps check and if i am allowed to do my thing i'm pretty sure i can pass that dps check yeah um it's you know it's it's it's, i'm not like because i can summon the right summons and like those if you've ever played Raptor on charges, I can summon those and they absolutely shred goals. Um mm-hmm. but the 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 span in the works of Nagash is that um you know I'm I'm trying to, trying to play a magic dominance army and then Nagash is maybe now in fact one of the, the best anti magics um with those unlimited plus three uh unbinds. Insane. And so yeah, I mean, no, it's insane to be I can't. The people do much
3: moaned else. when his scroll came out. People moaned when his scroll came out. He's funny.
1: I know, I was I was like I was I was shocked that people were moaning. It's it's an amazing scroll. Um, I think I think in the game I was actually getting more celestial summoning points by unbinding his spells than I was from casting my own. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that really like off that really like uh, fucked with the the Seraphon rhythm because you want to be like getting the points on your turn so you can immediately use them, whereas having to like get the points on his turn to use them in my next turn. It sort of like meant I can't really plan around anything. And yeah. um, Also I think what what was the mission? It was one with four objectives. Oh no. Powerful. Yes. Yes. So, but only two of them are active at any one time. And with these giant fucking ghoul blobs, I was like, well, great. You know, (laughs) he, all, all Richie has to do is like sit on two. Um, and, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. If if I can't he also outdropped me, which meant he got the choice of like switching on the one like the objectives that you know, the ones that are powered on. So like a lot of the 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 decisions about how the flow of the game was gonna go were immediately decided by uh by like the factors of of like Richie can pick which objectives go on. He can play this the magic game as good or better than me, mm-hmm. Um so it, it was really like my options were just like going out the window. So I have to play this. I had to play this weird sort of yeah. Get the unbind points to summon the raptor on chargers, to charge in to kill some ghouls, but then you're just going to bring them back. Um, I I just don't think I quite had the tools, especially into that five up ward as well that mm-hmm. Nick Ash puts out. Um and So that so I tried- made it very difficult. <clears throat> match on paper did. before going in it yeah. did, and it it wasn't even a close battle plan, so i couldn't do a big pin early um I tried to do a pin but like and hold him up as much as i could um mm-hmm. but really and it and richie's, richie's smart he didn't give me he didn't give me any shots of Nagash. um uh and i i don't have like the i don't have really yeah like a big smash piece um mm-hmm. to go in and, to go in and deal with Nagash, so I, I knew going into the game as well. I probably wasn't going to get uh, the chance to get rid of Nagash. Um, yeah, and then he's got Hand of Dust as well. and, that, and so it's a, a whole other, you know, dimension of him. You know, so a Bastillodon isn't isn't very good if you can just suddenly remove it from the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah sure. And so, thinking uh, of that and- game being such a bad matchup? Is there anything that you did in the game that you would try again if you were in that matchup again? Or is there anything you think you would do differently if you played the game again? Um, I I did if I played the game again, I think I'd take note of... Um, I didn't really read his grand strat um, uh, to be honest. Because so, I, 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 it was a mission where you had to Commit your uh, your and and you know and or locuses or whatever they're called, um, which oh, meant the points on the on the circles. Yeah, yeah, it's called the points, which meant that Richie um, did actually leave his uh, general exposed. So I think, and I did try to go from the last turn, but I didn't quite, I didn't quite get the charge that I needed to get in and and maybe uh, deny his grand strat. And I think if I'd um, recognized a little bit earlier. Uh, that like there wasn't going to be a mission that he would have to commit his general, and um, I would have uh, okay. probably tried yeah. to fish for those, fish for that denying the grand strat a bit earlier. Yeah, um, but yeah. Just just as a just as a quick interject here because I know Darren was talking about it a lot. That's one thing that I've found from all the everyone kindly writing about their um their plays and misplays. That seems to be another common one is um um people lots of people either don't think about the grand strat or. Forget guess about it during the game or whatever and obviously it can be quite a big point swing so I think that's quite a nice yeah definitely highlighting think
3: about it at deployment fucking hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got to how am I going to win this game
2: <laughs> yeah
3: I'm going to score more points than them
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay and so that was yeah so for you but knowing that for the next one you still think probably still are a red then you think even knowing um, that yeah I think I mean, obviously, like, there's always, you know, like, I've never played it before as well, the Nagash yeah. thing, the, the cool thing. So, like, you know, there's a lot of learning experience. And um, it's still a red. But there's always mistakes that you can exploit. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, like, staying observant in the moment for those. I mean, obviously, you yeah. can't go into a game hoping that they'll make mistakes. But when they do, like, a 1,000%, you've got to capitalize on every mistake they make mm-hmm. in those red matches to, like, spin them around. Um Unfortunately, Richie didn't make. He rolled those four ups, brought those goals back. <laughs> what can you do? Although there is a fantastic video of you uh, avoiding the dust, the dusty finger though, which I'll, yes, yeah. and that is in fact the first hand of dust I've ever ever passed. I don't think I've passed one <laughs> ever. I think yeah, I don't. Fact, I try not to when I play Owen. Thank what you. When I when I play either. Owen, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? More goals apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then oh, you when you play Owen? Oh, when I play Owen, I just never give him the chance out of Dust Me. So ah. I mean, uh, you always <laughs>
0: play with me with Techless, so you just auto unbind it. So you know, yeah, <laughs> but that's <laughs> that's the narrative, Owen. That's the narrative, right? But <laughs> okay. you playing
1: Busted Armies. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last game, game five. Game five. What have forgotten? <laughs> <Played> <laughs> Russ. Can you forgotten? St- played I did play Russ, yeah. I played Russ and his underguts. Um, yeah. So it was it was it was two iron blasters uh with the extra rend and then you know some uh, some monster trucks and some Mournfang and a few little wizard lads. Um and it was much like the Feck game. It was a game where I, kn- okay. I went knowing in that um, you know he i can i can pretty much take it all off straight away um so and he's got a lot of scoring power but he doesn't have a lot of like staying power yeah. um so i can i went in i took off a cannon and like the frost lord pretty much straight away and then yeah it was it was just two turns of me you know him hitting my screen i killed all the stuff and then i push out the castle, kill everything else. Yeah. And so as you you very, very like the feck one, then you're thinking this is going to try and come and kill me, but I think I can delay it long enough. Whenever I look at a matchup, I go like, um, I go like how, what phases do they play in? And I always think about that. I think, and ogres pretty much, and this is, you know, normally they they tend to play in like one phase, which is the combat phase. Right. And the charge phase. Mm -hmm. Um, with all their mortal wounds. But obviously Russia the cannons here, so if anything, like this Soga list was like a little more threatening. Um but the changes to Lookout Sir actually were quite impactful in this game because okay. I you know I was able to hide a lot of my key pieces just by standing them next to my lads. And then suddenly the cannons can shoot anything. And I, I was playing Drake tail. Tale. So I was able to put all my monsters in the sky, so they couldn't be shot. Yeah. And so the only thing he could really shoot was Croak. And then he's got bodyguards, so that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, but so, I try and think about like uh, what what like phases they're playing and whether um, whether I, I care if they're playing that phase better than me. Um, yeah. Or- and, and so for this is a really a big green then again, much like the feck, You think? Yeah. 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 I like I I don't know. I don't remember the last time I've been worried by playing Ogres. Unless it's like the the five monster truck thing. Oh with the with all the blood vultures and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So overall, just looking back through the five, do you think any of any of the games you kind of got wrong with your assessment? Or do you think your assessments were kind of close ish? For for them, and actually, the it's just a just how the game played out. Oh, well, hindsight's a hindsight's a hard thing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> um I uh, game one, I think I was actually I did what Owen said, and I panicked the night before. I was like, oh my god, because I hate playing fire slayers. I hate playing fire slayers. <laughs> the one army I never play. I think they're just stupid, ugly dwarves. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I hate them Um so and I always like I used to have a real like hump of like not being able to beat Fire Slayers when I was just starting out playing Age of sigma Oh they were at me, were they? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh fuck. So I'm always a bit like, oh Fire is great. Um but yeah. Um so I was a bit hard on myself on that one, I think. But then it went a lot better than expected. Mm-hmm. Um Especially like you know when like when you you like you 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 know you do the dream, you do the the nightmare scenario in your head, and then you see them deploy, and you're like, Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. it's fine, it's fine, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was one of those, um, yeah, the, the feck one went exactly as predicted. Yeah. Um, the Owen's one, pff, I never know anymore because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <on>. I just <laughs> i love playing Owen, he always surprises me, yeah, um, and it's great. Um, that was that was more like a I think I didn't even care about that one. I was just I was just playing her and that was great. Yeah. Um uh, Richie, Richie yeah. and the ghouls. I didn't I don't know. I I, I wanted to back myself. Um but I, was, I'd, I I probably should have done a bit more research on the Nagash Ghouls thing. I was um I was I was a bit in the dark on that one. So um mm. I think I think I would have liked it to have been closer than it was. But mm-hmm. um yeah, all good learning. Um, and then, yeah, the
0: Russ was, again,
1: exactly as predicted. The fact so, yeah. yeah, great. Owen, day two.
0: Yes. Um, so we played Power Flux, um, and I played into Zinch, um, Eternal Conflagration. This was run by Arthur, who I'd met at a previous tournament, a Scribes tournament, but we never played. So I didn't really know... You know, when you tick off those six things, I didn't really know how he played as a player, but he said at the start of the game that he played corn and you know, he felt that it was a reasonable matchup for him. And and I thought, cool, well, I don't really play corn exactly how other people play it, I don't think. Maybe that's just my ego, I don't know, but whatever. Um, <laughs> um so I actually thought I was okay into it. And I'd also played uh this exact mission against a very similar list um at the london open a couple of weeks ago so i sort of took that learning in so i kind of felt like it was a reasonable green i kind of knew that he would i felt like he would give me first um control where the two objectives switched on and then i could i could just essentially go for because i you know as darren said earlier zinch Zeench can play passively and still get a lot of points. Um So I felt like, okay, well, I'm going to need to score the primary on this and I'm going to have to go for like a really big pin and then just feed him the stuff that I wanted to to to, to kill. So like mm-hmm. keep feeding him, keep feeding him, keep chipping away at him. And then he essentially had um a Lord of Change, a couple of small casters, and then two big units of six Flamers, an Exalted Flamer, some Kyric acolytes. Um, basically, he didn't have a tar pit screen for me to hit, so I knew that I could get to the meat relatively quickly. Um, and the way it worked out, um, I essentially just put bronzed flesh onto three blood crushers, moved them up the board, three d six charged them using the unfettered fury's ability, and they then killed the screen and basically sat there going, "You're going to need to kill me to, you know, to get out onto the board." um that's right he had a gaunt summoner and he put his 12 flamers inside the silver tower so half with i started the game thinking that he could like drop them down anywhere and was really worried about screening out that because they're quite fast and they shoot quite far um you know they shoot 18 and they move nine i want to say so from deployment i knew i couldn't stop his grand strat, so I was three so i was three down and i needed to kill all the flamers and all the Kyrex to get my grand strat. So that was kind of one of my conditions, but yeah. And I knew he didn't have a monster to roar off all out defense. So, and he wouldn't be getting, you know, he wouldn't be stopping my all out defense on my blood crushers. So they have a three up save. I bronze flesh them. I gave them a two up save. And even in conflagration, he has only got one rend on all the flamers. And yeah, basically I just, I felt like it was a good matchup if I just played the way that I wanted to play. So pushed the three blood crushers up and then they tanked his whole army for two turns. Um, Hmm. And there was a psychological element in that with blood crushers, if you roll a one on battle shock, then one pops back up. Mm
2: -hmm. So he,
0: his first turn um, trying to kill them and he killed one. And then I just rolled a one and brought it back. And then he got the double and then he killed another one. And then he lost his head a little bit and he charged his flamers into combat. Which meant that they couldn't unleash hell when I came in on my turn two. And I dropped my battle tactic turn two, but I didn't mind because I basically killed every, I killed everything in his army except for the Lord of Change and the two characters. Um, and then it was kind of over. So yeah, that, that was a game where I knew that the. The, the the targeted damage from a Zinch casting army is so much less than the targeted damage from a Seraphon Starborn magic army. Mm-hmm. So if I could get two Blood Tithe and I could basically, you know, get my skulls up and I could do my thing, then I could shut down some key spells. You know, Primal Dice are more important in that matchup because he doesn't have as many pluses to cast. He just has the Lord of Change rig. and definitely right. Yeah, exactly. And it went. It all went my way. So he failed his battle tactic on the first two turns, which meant that I could overturn the Grand Strat. Um, and yeah, and then at the right time, I just pushed in all my monsters and clean, cleaned up. So it went from a light green to a bright green because I had a bit of luck. And the, the turn one play that I concocted like worked better than I thought. Um and just digging into that magic, because I think that's quite interesting because you, you
1: said it's not as much as the seraphon. Is that because yeah. considering they're both sort of magic dom armies, they're very good at being surgical and I I would I would hazard a guess very good at blowing you off the table? Yeah. The difference between the two for you is is purely the re- reduction of AoE, or it's uh they're less
0: likely to get the spells off. What what's the bit that changed it for you? they just don't do as much as seraphon like they don't have the cosmic node blast they can't use their points to then create direct damage with cleanse the realms they've got things like bolt which is d6 uh, i think Zinch's firestorm might actually whatever obviously he didn't have kairos he didn't have Kairos' war scroll spell yeah i just i just it's not like he's doing croak 4d3 3 or 4d3 is it 3d3 to four times yeah that's what it is and combat yeah, call yeah. and the realm shaper and the node blast okay um, so it's the volume i also think it, it,
1: yeah i also
0: think much. it's that like no no just jump in
1: this is like the seraphon can like play the combat phase and the shooting phase as well yeah whereas like whereas like i guess i guess this list was playing the shooting phase but zinch can't really play the
0: combat phase like they don't have the combat output yeah, no, yeah. Whereas like and if you, you do, do and, yeah. If you well, go mixed armsy, then you limit the power of the other phases. You either you kind of have to,
1: yeah. You're making a, a, you're you're taking away. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So for you, it was a green going in anyway, and then it got better. It with got better. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, he scored uh, one point on turn one, one point on turn two, and then he got his grand strat, and I won twenty six five. So it was a yeah it was a 20 it was a it was a big win and and i didn't expect it to be that big but um yeah again just i played on the idea that like board position and primary power was where i would have my strength over him because i've got Mm -hmm. you know i've got two units of flesh hounds which give me unbinds so they're both screening capture and magic denial. So perfect all into Zeench. I then had a pre-game move to stop him like alphaing in with his flamers if he wanted to do that. And then I had the combat power um with like a bloodthirst with two bloodthirsters and Bellacore to a degree. I don't think I even used I used Bellacore in that to stop a battle tactic on turn three because he won all the prios. Um but um yeah, it, 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 I just knew that I had lots of tools against him and then with a little bit of luck and like i did the only spell he pushed through and i didn't have um i didn't have two blood tithe to auto unbind it and i didn't have any i just had a regular unbind and no primal dice left and i just double six unbound it so you know uh. when you do <laughs> yeah. like that you know it's like you know it's, it's your, going it's your yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah. okay nice.
1: and the last one
0: the last one was really tricky, and there's a lot of um, mirrors to what Darren, how Darren described his game three, because I played into Soul Blight. This was against a lovely guy called Peter I'd never met. Um, and this was, again, three objectives. And I knew, and, and I was going, so this was 20 zombies, twenty uh, 10 dogs, two units of, sorry, two units of 10 dogs and a unit of zombies and then two units of 20 Graveguard, uh, uh, an Ethereal Zombie Dragon, a uh, Neferrata and a vampire Lord on foot. So I knew that he had like a lot of primary scoring power, much more than me. Um, but I knew that he sort of wanted to castle and then break out from that castle. So using the terrain and the impassable terrain, um, plus the speed of my Flesh Hounds and Murder Lust. I mean, it's a pure combat army, so... You know, if if you can run your dogs up, or run your um, I, I thought you you can run your stuff up, tag him in, and then use his screens against him. So, like his two units of twenty grave guard, they killed five dogs. One unit did, but off out of the way, and the other unit sort of like ground up against a minus one to hit bloodthirster. I like I tagged the end of it basically he would admit that his shapes of his units weren't great and they were susceptible to being tagged. So I just held him up and then his one really, really scary piece that could just tear through my whole army, either his screens were in the way because they were being tagged and the terrain was holding him up and he wasn't going to be able to get into optimal positions. And then by the time he was then going to break out on turn three, uh, I bellicored it and then he won prio. So the bellicor carried over And, yeah, the Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon did not charge for the whole game, basically. Um, (laughs) Wow, okay. So Control. Yeah, exactly. That's where, you know, I was looking at, you know, distributing my units correctly and basically holding him up and tagging him and trying to be up on the primary. So um, I kind of – I think I got like a – he failed one battle tactic in the early game, and I was up on the primary because he sort of cartled over two but then I dominated the middle and used the impassable terrain to block him up with multiple screens. And yeah, that, that was the way that I wanted the game to go. And, and that was the way the game did end up uh, unraveling. So I would say soul Blood in general is like an orange because he did the right thing. He went first and got on the points, but he didn't dominate the points. He just tagged them. Right. And then because he was scared about, you know, the Bloodthirsters coming in, sure. which, Side note, you should not be scared about my bloodthirsty skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, because he wants his stuff to die to get his grand strat. So I yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I foolishly, to keep the middle primary, killed a third unit, and then he did roll the three-ups and the four-ups that he needed on get turn back. four and yeah. five to get it back. So um, it was kind of, yeah, I understood how I can stop him um during the you know as the game unfolded and and it, and it went that way um and then belacore was used at the right time so that was like a matchup where if he played how i thought he would which he did um then i could keep him off the primary and then i can just turn off his best hammer at the right time to protect my stuff when i've pushed it in so yeah yeah
1: but could but could, it but could go time. a different way hence the orange
0: yeah it could go a different way if he takes turn one and then I need to clear off the objectives because if I have to go in and clear all the dogs and the zombies off, I have to do that with my monsters yeah. and then the grave guard. Mm. I can't bella the two units of grave guard and the dragon and Neferatu yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. So, so he should he have needs,
1: stood on circles more.
0: Yeah. He should have stood on the circles deeper. He should have come yeah. closer yeah. Um, because I have a lot of scalpel damage and a bit of burst but he's got like wards and all sorts so like the the splash from the insensate thirst is not that important yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah he if he'd have basically played the game 6 to 9 inches further up the board i think he wins whereas i was able to you know hold him off uh, but uh, if he doesn't take turn 1 then i do that anyway so he did the right thing in playing going turn 1 but um yeah i, I didn't know him as a player uh, um so uh, and and he was, like, said at the start of the game, like, oh, I'm doing really well. I'm 3-1. I ju- I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. play loads. Mm-hmm. So that kind of factored into maybe being a bit aggressive with my screens and feeling that yeah, like yeah. I could, you know, like, put him under pressure and keep him off the points and maybe make him make some t- bad decisions. So, yeah, yeah that was... So yeah, and I had Jack coming over the, to the table midway through my round because he, I was top of the three ones going into the last round, so I had a chance of getting third. Um, but unfortunately, soul Blight, you don't get a big win against. So perhaps in retrospect, I should have been a bit more aggressive. Um, and uh, maybe yeah, the same thing happened to me that was happened to Darren. I stood literally stood on a grave site with a with a slaughter priest and thought that would be enough. And then 10 zombies just popped up next to him and took the point, which was... uh because yeah, within 12. Was, exactly. Yeah, it was... Yeah, It's yeah. wholly within yeah. 12, within 12 of, the of the grave,
1: which is going to catch tons of people out. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, man. The outside of three is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great that you can't do it on your opponent's turn now, but even so, that gave him... Uh, hold. It's so
1: much control. Oh, it gives you so much
0: control. It gave him hold two and hold more. And it also meant that he could get his, allowed him to get his grand strat. So that would have been five points, which might have just got me third. But, you know, I, it was, I was very happy with the weekend because the way that I thought my opponent's armies would play and the matchups kind of worked out exactly. Yeah, I was
1: going to ask you that same question I gave to Matt. Overall, do you think you assess yeah. things correctly for the most part yeah
0: yeah definitely yeah I, I don't like to self-congratulate myself too much but I played some good Warhammer and in the game that I knew was going to be a real tough one when I got the draw then I gave myself a chance like we talked about into Matt so um I had yeah. the
3: pleasure of playing uh next to you Owen in the last round and um, that may be the happiest I've seen you at an event in that game you were, <laughs> oh, really <laughs> yeah you were loving it absolutely loving it at one point you were trying to get me to be more enthusiastic
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll play that in the moment, but, uh, yeah yeah really good oh, to thank see you. yourself well going back again to the poor game that i gave um, my opponent um at the london open because i allowed the strength of his army and you know some poor play on my part and some dice and things to get to me my my aim for the weekend was three two and to be sort of um, philosophical about the power of my opponent's army and try and find ways to beat it rather than moan about how good it was. So yeah, yeah. That, I, that, that does nothing that ruins your chances,
3: doesn't it? Pissing Exactly. Money.
0: Yeah. And it also, you know, m- you know, there's, I have no right to make my opponent feel bad about their army just because they're doing what their army does. So, you know, I, I, yeah, thanks for saying that you thought that I had a good time because I had a wicked time because it was a yeah. great event. I was positive, and I did better than I wanted to do in terms of performance. So all good things, yeah. big wins oh, yeah. all round. Yeah. And you had great
1: socks. Right. Well, hang on, day two socks.
0: Socks. What were they? Uh, I think it was <laughs> some plain black. One thing, actually, the socks mm-hmm. got quite a workout because I stayed at the Holiday Inn Premier Inn. I don't oh, I know where's this
1: going. This sounds like a
0: Darren story. So I stayed, and it was forty five minutes away from the venue. Um, so I had a nice walk through the English countryside, both home on the Saturday night and to the event, um, took some photos, had a little chat with my, team captain Dan on the way definitely
3: sounds like an Owen story <laughs> yeah I was about to say this is not an Owen story
0: <laughs> I just had a lovely meander through the countryside and filled my lungs with you know fresh English mm. air and it was just all very bucolic and lovely you know I just,
1: yeah that is that is a lovely Owen story there's no animal shagging or like people naked in the street or something so I'm yeah, sure, sure that, that was that all that going was on it nice. did
0: seem like there were some dogging spots <laughs> nearby <laughs> and whatnot going on and a lovely pure black Pack, uh, choice of socks as well. Indeed, I've got a yes. dog
3: in Story actually, I've got a dog in story. I'll take I that. bet
0: you fucking have, Darren. Come on. We might
1: have to save that one, uh, Darren. Your day two. Yeah.
3: yeah so my day two um, started off um, playing the eventual winner uh, Russell and yeah. his daughters of pain, um, and it was in power flux. Now this isn't great for sylvaneth so s- straight off the bat um it's a red matchup and it's a red scenario um which is a nightmare situation to find yourself in <laughs> um yeah. and the reason i would say it was a red scenario is because 50% of the board is territory your territory and then 50% is your opponent's territory so there's limited places you can place your overgrown terrain yeah. um and i my list doesn't have a uh, tree lord ancient so i don't get a free Tree as well, and that that problem was compounded by the fact that Russell's list has got two deep striking units, canaries, because he was playing Daughters of Cain, so he could really shut down my overgrown pieces terrain. So it really limits where I can place my pieces. Obviously, Silvernef really enjoy being all over the fucking board. Um, um, and then it's a bad matchup, in so much as everything in Russell's army pumps. <laughs> So he had 15 combat snakes that could run and charge. So they can take out a tree lord in one hit with their um, two plus two mortal wounds. And also they've got enough attacks to actually dick Gotrek. They can do it without support. And when they've got support, because they can get additional attacks if Marathi's in combat next to them, then they can really, you know, they can take him out very easily. Um, So my main bully piece is no longer much of a bully piece um, but i still used it as a bully piece um i was quite pleased with that it, um so i'm going into this match thinking right and, and i'm going and i know i'm playing russell the night before so like i've you've got an entire evening of thinking right i'm in a red matchup against a red player so what i did something that i normally don't do um i was staying at ben harper's thank you ben harper um mm-hmm. in chapter one um that ran it with Steve and Lewis, um, the people that ran it. They kindly let me um, stay at Ben's. And um, I made sure that I just went straight to bed. So a lot of the time, if I know who I'm playing the next day, I'll be up all night coming up with a strategy and, you know, really trying to solve the problem. And I just figured I am going to get a good night's sleep. This is the best way I'm going to approach this. I'm going to just... Go to the table. I'm going to try and keep my mind as clear as possible. And I'm just going to let the game um, develop. Um, and I want to talk to you about how to approach if you know you're in a bad matchup. Do's and don'ts. OK, so don't walk up to your opponent and tell them that you're in a bad matchup. Fucking hell. Right, <laughs> like Walking up to a table and going, Oh, I'm up against it here. Oh, what does your list do? Oh, yeah. It's, it, oh, it's really good. Oh, this is a, you know, don't don't piss and moan. Um, What you'll do is you'll flood your brain with cortisol, which is a stress hormone. It will shut down the front of your brain and you won't be able to think straight. Um, What you should be doing <laughs> is going up and saying, I'm excited to play this game, even if you're not. <laughs> even if you're Owen playing Matt and his seraphon <laughs> like, for the hundredth time. You don't, you don't say, you know, you just say, I'm excited. And there's a bit of, um, there's some psychology behind this. Let me wax lyrical about um, some TED Talks that I, um, that I enjoy. But one of them is going on about, we, uh, we are, we, our brains have evolved to recognize patterns. So since you were very small, every time you said or heard that someone's excited, okay, your brain is, is flooded with dopamine it's like yes i'm going to get some sweets or yes i'm going to go see my nan or yes i'm going to butlins or whatever you're you you can lie to your brain you can trick it so if you say i'm excited your subconscious mind will just will release dopamine a little bit of dopamine <laughs> okay which will help and that that's um, i in fact do this as an experiment when you're walking down the street and you're not particularly excited. So say you're going to the shop to pick up some fucking sugar or whatever. Just say to yourself, "I'm excited," and I bet a little a little fucking smile happens. <laughs> like there's a little, a little a little smile happens. Right, your body just reacts to that. You can do this in any situation as well, by the way, not just Warhammer related. Anytime you're scared of something, you can say, "I'm excited," and. Your, your brain will give you. A I'm bit
1: smiling time. right now, just thinking about going to the shops, Darren. So it's already worked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the first thing I did when I saw Russell was, you know, shook his hand. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to play Russell, and that, um, and that would sort of allowed me to, in a in a in a difficult situation, I had app- I had opportunities to win in turn four and turn five if I'd have got the if I'd have got those priorities. I think I'd have, um, I'd have I'd had opportunities to close out the game. Now, that's not why I lost the game. I'm not blaming, blaming it on the priority. I shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. And I will tell you that's, that's my misplay, um, why I lost this game.
2: Okay. Um,
3: but I think because I went into that game with a clear head, a clear night's sleep, um, a positive sort of outlook, and I still wanted to play my – I knew Russell's army is really good at playing this strategic game. I knew my army was really good at playing the strategic game. His army was better at fighting. So that you know that's doing the assessment. That's why I assess it as a red matchup, because we, we do the same at one thing and he does much better at the other. Um, so I knew right from the off, I'm going to try and just ease past him and I'm going to try and win this game by getting my grand strategy and stopping his grand strategy. So trying to basically avoid him. Or, uh, you know avoid avoid fighting him basically um but it didn't pan out that way um i made a mistake round three with my gotrek movement um and that allowed him to 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 get the w um but i had opportunity to win in a in a in a bad situation in a bad scenario against a bad uh you know a, a bad matchup um, so i'm really pleased i'm really i'm not I, and i walked away with a 13 seven as well so seven points out of a re- a double red I think anyone, would, if that was a team situation, everyone would be patting me on the back, except Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Well, at least that's what I've been telling myself because I fucking hate this. <laughs> <listening. laughs> and the last game, round five. Uh, so this, yeah, so this was against um a twelve-year-old, Orpheo, bless you. Okay. that's how I pronounce it, Owen Orpheo. Orpheus. Um, Orpheus. Oh, it's even cooler. It's even cooler than Orpheo. Orpheus. Sounds like a fucking X Men, doesn't he? Good. It's
1: Matrix, yeah. isn't it? Almost.
3: Uh yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, a, a really sweet lad. Um, it was Nurgle, and I just I felt like I either try to win this game big, and I look like a C-U-N-T, or yeah. I lose to a twelve year old, and I look like a C-U-N-T. So <laughs> it wasn't. It so wasn't my you.
2: <laughs>
3: as yeah. a as a competitive player. It's not how I wanted to sort of end the tournament and this is and I think because I felt like that I didn't give him as good a, so this is when Owen was like looking over at me and he was like oh come on get you know at least give him a game um I, I gave him a nice standard game I didn't give him a, a terrible game but I could have definitely made a bigger deal out of it um or mm. well, apologies to to Orpheus um but he uh, in this matchup it's Nurgle I know that he so looking at his list it was built to summon Yeah. um so my game plan right from the right from the off was to limit his summoning pieces. I've got tree I've got tree revs in my army so I can jump onto one of his trees and stop them summoning points. And when he, he um he put some nurglings down in my deployment, I made sure that my when I deployed, I deployed quite spread out, which is not often what I do, but I wanted to make sure that when he brought down his nurglings, because I gave him the first turn, um he's obviously trying to do that to get an extra three points for summoning. I made sure that I had pieces that I knew could confidently go in there and, and wipe them out. Um, it did take me away from the, the, the objectives, um, but with one unit, but because I'm Sylvan F and I've got so many overgrown pieces, it's not too much of an issue. And also I've got strike and fade as well. Um, so I was able to kill the Nurglings early. So I, I, I basically correct, well, it, sounds, it sounds wanky. I correctly assessed this 12-year-old's plan um but to right like it sounds like it sounds like i'm really i mean let's fucking be real he was round five he got three wins with his no, and he played some really nice warhammer i just don't think he understood what gotrek did because gotrek got blowab and um orgots which was in his arm because i put gotrek centrally ran him up the board first turn 10 inches as, as i often do um and his his big pieces were, were central, and perhaps they should have been on the flanks.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. he'd never
3: played Gotrek before, so it's so I went into that game. It's uh, very confident, let's say.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, I also know that Nurgle struggled to do battle tactics. You know mm. so I'll, I'll tell you about that quickly so to um the the, the chaps that um feud on at in the fens um asked me to do a talk at, on the Saturday night about coaching and onwards, which was it felt really sweet actually seeing our uh like logo in all their sort of like promotional material and they they went and put it at the back of the the room and enough it felt like a I was a a legitimate outfit it was quite it was really nice, and I've got a fear of public speaking um so I'd spent the entire day, whenever I was talking to people about it, rather than telling them I'm scared, I told them, can you guess I'm excited about tonight? I was fucking terrified. I was lying to myself. But every time I said excited, obviously, I'm getting dopamine rather than causal. Um, and I managed to get through it. However, I likened in our Discord, in the Onwards Discord, um, people are encouraged to play, stream their TTS games and if they put live on, I said, um, this is an invite for you to come in and watch the game, a bit like the classic British pastime of dogging. And as I said that, I looked up and Orpheus, this 12-year-old, is in the audience. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. And his dad's next to him. I'm thinking this is not the, the talk that these two were expecting. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah i know I no know. and i was you know as and you you can imagine how nervous i was and i was like oh fucking hell why have i done that anyway i, I apologized to him after the, the father and he laughed uh, and i don't think Orpheus kn- knows what dogging is so hopefully he probably does well actually.
1: he didn't before
3: he <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <It> does now
2: <laughs> dad what dad what's dogging yeah, no, 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 no. um yeah google yeah, yeah.
3: But, yeah, um, so going back to the game, I'm um, sorry because I did go a bit off kilter there. But, um, yeah, I, I was confident that I beat. I could out-strategize them. I could out-fight them in the center with, with Gotrek, obviously. Um, so I was quite confident that actually I was going to um, stand on the circles pretty well because stuff's going to be dying around Gotrek. And I'm going to sh- – and I could – I knew what from experience I knew what the list is trying to do because I, I actually quite enjoy running Nurgle summoning builds. So to sum up because Alex your next question is going to be like was I correct in my assessments? Yes.
1: Um, that yeah. was going to be my next question. Yeah, exactly.
3: I think yeah, I I think I yeah. Um I did and now you've got to bear in mind as well I didn't, I hadn't played haven't played Sylvaneth S- uh, since 2017 and I'd certainly never played um an army with that few i had like 13 14 models um so it's not a style i'm completely very au fait with however i went back to basics at each time and just tried to really understand what i was trying to do i always think it's important to be the person that's driving the, 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 the driving the game so i always try to put my plan rather than my opponent's plan because it's the least stressful way to play Warhammer. Being proactive rather than reactive. If you are, if you can handle stress, you know, and you are a reactive player, fair play to you. Um, I just, I'm not that good. Um, and I think, and I think pl- because I was playing for that, because I was super conscious of my grand strategy, because I was super conscious of my opponent's grand strategies, and because I was super conscious of how I felt, they, you know, the very fundamentally how they were trying to play. Um, I got a full one and I'm, I'm super pleased with that. Um, yeah, fantastic
2: weekend.
1: Yeah, good, excellent. I mean, oh, four ones across the board. Then is
0: that all three? Woof, have... woof. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Who came higher, boys? Who came higher? I think that was you. You came higher, Owen. Well <laughs> done, brother. <laughs> best loser, yeah. <laughs> best loser, best loser.
3: You know
1: that thing you talk about not being salty about anything, Owen. You know, yeah. You know that mention, yeah. That 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 happens to winners as well, you know true okay
0: i'm just surprised jack stuck around for the awards that was the big <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got he came third didn't he that was a podium so i guess yeah. right this is a long one but a good one so i think what we'll do guys is we'll go to our final awesome section and uh darren take it away
3: it's really late so i'm just gonna say the plays the misplays the plays
1: and the misplays. The plays and
3: the misplays. The plays and the misplays. I much prefer ASMR, Darren. I like that. The plays and the misplays. The plays and the plays. The plays
2: and the misplays. <laughs> the plays and the plays.
0: It feels like we're gonna be doing all that what is it the ASMR people do? They do lots of like ticking and clocking
1: I do and- the I'll do I'll do some now, but don't get don't get excited by any of this. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All that stuff. Wow. Right. Can, this is the uh this is the ASMR misplaced section. Mm. Um, right. Who wants to take us off? Blow us off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> bash us off. <laughs> Who wants <laughs> to bash well, us well, off? Have you had enough of me, or should I tell you about my mistake? We've got never. I've never, never. had
1: enough of you, Darren. None of Doesn't your end. stories and the rest of it. So,
3: so this is the board state. It's around. um It's around. It's my turn three, and I've got Gotrek centrally. Um, Russell has got 15 snakes and a tree lord protecting his home objective. Marathi is off to my bottom left, threatening because she's just actually charged my my general, who managed to stay alive because she was in defensible terrain. And she had the spike thing that had gone off and Russ Opted Russ missed his raw and rolled a lot of twos. Um, because Mathry Marathi is very difficult to stop, and he, he managed to get her in there on a, a, a nine inch charge. But I think Hagnar get plus one or Dawza can get plus one to charge round two. Um, so I, I bugged her out of there. But the, 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 the play, the, the misplay is gotrick had three, um, three paths that he could have taken he could have charged onto russell's home objective that had the 15 snakes in the tree lord but the tree lord if it makes you fight last then you don't get to swing again because you've already swung in the fight last stage so i wasn't going to get to double swing with gotrek and also i wrongly figured that having gotrek up there would be a bad thing. actually, thinking about it, it would have been a good thing. And I'll explain why in a moment. Um, the other thing I could have done was brought Gotrek on, just run him onto my home objective. So I could have won, I, I could have given myself a better chance at winning by simply moving. Sometimes you don't have to fight. Sometimes you just need to move. So if I thought about it, I could have just ran Gotrek onto my home objective, which would, would have defended it very well. And also there was a defensible piece of terrain and a impassable piece of terrain that was around this objective. So if Russell's snakes had threatened Gotrek, he could have redeployed or simply moved to the, had his back to the, these pieces of terrain. So not enough of the snakes would have got around to actually kill him. So I don't even think if it would moved that way, Russell would have even bothered charging him, which would have kept my home objective safe and thus my, my general safe. The option I went for, because I'm a fucking tit, is I went for, I decided to move him across to Morathi and attempt a nine inch charge because I wanted to take another three wounds off her. I got fixated on killing her. She only had six wounds left. So with only three wounds left in her turn, that would have forced her to run away from Gotrek. That was what my thinking was. Um, But if I, when I got home, and obviously I replay games over and over in my head, the the second the second option I described there would have been the safest one. I wouldn't have had to roll any fucking dice. Oh, that's that that that's really annoying that I didn't see that play. Um, but even if I'd threatened his home objective, I could have charged his tree lord. I imagine he'd have redeployed his snakes away um, if I moved towards those as well, because he was obviously there is a chance he misses the three plus right, isn't there? Um, but then I could have chinned that tree lord, and then it would have meant in. Russell's third turn, he would have charged Gotrek and killed Gotrek. That's fine because he's on his home objective in the third turn. And then it would have taken two turns to get down to my objective, in which case by that time I could have either bugged out or like, I could have sacrificed um, some scythe hunters to keep my general alive, which would have given me my grand strategy. What actually happened was in his third turn, he made a nine-inch charge into Gotrek and surrounded him. And then won the fourth turn priority, which meant he then charged my turn of hunters that were on my home objective that were um uh in the wood, and then he won the fifth battle round, so then he charged my general and i couldn't i couldn't escape with my general because he closed down all the overgrown pieces of terrain, and I missed um a cast to create a tree and bug out of there in turn four um so it was like a that so I, I said earlier, like I could have, I could have still won the game after turn three if I'd have won turn four priority or turn five priority. But the point at which I lost that game was in turn three when I made out of those three options, I just chose a really fucking stupid one. <laughs> Looking back at it, right? Um So yeah, some some some. I, I but this is a good lesson here. So after losing Gotrek and losing the fourth priority like i was in a bad spot but i still had the presence of mind to think to myself well if i win turn five priority i can still win this so russell did charge in and kill my kernoff hunters but in my turn i didn't retreat my one kernoff hunter that survived the reason being is i wanted it to die because if i won the turn five priority i would have been able to get my warlord uh, sorry get my general and my tree lord out of that situation if i'd have managed to cast um a spell uh the the one that that creates trees because at that point i i was killed marathi she was or she was nowhere near me to to unbind me Um, so it would have been very difficult for him to stop me I i could have cast a tree and got out of there which would have meant that i'd have got an additional point for having a loco a locus on a point my grand strategy would have been correct. And Russell had two canaries that hadn't fought and that I wouldn't have killed. So he wouldn't have got his grand strategy. Mm. Um, So I could, so I had an opportunity to win the game, even though it had all gone completely tits up, but I didn't let that, you know, I fought to the end. (laughs) Don't, if if things go tits up, keep your brain nice and clear, stand up straight, take a breath, look at the board state, tell yourself, what can I do? And in that situation, I told myself I can still win this. If this, if if I win the priority, then I can do this, that, and the other. Um, but unfortunately, I didn't. But that isn't why I lost the game. I lost the game because I fucked up a gotrek.
1: <laughs> Great, thank you very much, Matt. Um, misplay. Ah, oh, god. Um, it's got to <laughs> be. It's got to be for some reason when I'm playing Owen, despite having almost zero screens, I decided to deep strike the basti. my second Bastie. Um so I had one that was like sort of off fighting an objective, um, not not really in any danger. And then it, Owen had, had a go and he sort of like forced me to use my screens to like um in to score my turn on battle tactic, which is uh, to capture an objective with sticks. Um and he forced me to like uh charge in some skinks and some of some
0: more skinks because of you know like
1: you know it was a really good stuff play like... actually
0: it was a really that was a good play in that game in exactly that moment because I thought that I'm you pumped everything into my claws of Karanek, and I had the one guy with two wounds left with one at the end of the hero phase and I murderless tagged your skinks to try and stop the battle tactic and I was like yeah oh, what's exactly. you doing here and you You'd given them fly, so it meant that you could retreat and fly over the back. I thought that was really cute, but it still didn't allow you to get on with enough. No, no. You summon them, and you used the seven-inch summon from the stave to then charge them into some dogs. I think that was which I was. Good. I
1: was charging the dogs, so I had to have like I had to have enough on because I knew the
0: dogs would kill a fair few. But I think you happen. were slightly—you were slightly—I wouldn't say on tilt, but you were a bit shook by how the first turn had gone. So that probably was, does fa- yeah. factor into the misplay that you. Because I don't know if it was a super bad misplay by you, just put your Basti a little bit. You know, he was a bit. Well, my really thinking was anything. like,
1: I wanted to drop him down because, like, I was like, well, I've basically left my slayer like a, um, a little exposed, and I was like, well, I need to plug that gap, but. In retrospect, I don't think you would have got quite far enough in with the Thurster anyway to sort of, I mean, you know, do the do the fight the slam directly. Uh, mm-hmm. If the big And, you know, if the big boom went off as well, um, that would have been bad. But, you know, I like to ride those dice rolls sometimes, you know, live on the edge. Um, but <laughs> it didn't mean I just handed you this Baseladon for absolutely nothing. It just, it came down, it died.
3: <laughs>
1: and, and <laughs> <everywhere. funny> <laughs> <laughs> would and you say like you got month. too excited, Matt? Is, would you say? Would you say that, uh, too, that you were too excited? Just,
3: it was, just, just say you're excited, Matt.
1: I was so excited yeah. to <laughs> give Owen oh, <in> a blood tithe <laughs> You know, I love giving free blood tithe. That's what it was. Um, yeah, was it so happens excited. to the best of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Owen misplay.
0: Um, So I've got a play. My main play for the weekend was I spent one blood tithe and I murder lusted. That was great. I mean, sure. Great. Is that, I'm I'm hoping it goes further than this. Yeah. I just wanted to get that one out there. Right. Okay, Um, cool. Yeah, thanks. uh, And then I had, what I always think is quite a cute play. So I've got, my main misplay is is a new category, which we call uh, a list play, which is basically when, you slavishly stick to keeping a boomthirster in your list because you like him. And when you realise that he lets you down all the time. So my yeah. So I've got a list misplay which is the bloodthirster. So I think he's gonna go now. Um but oh, he did yeah. boo. He, okay. he, I thought I'd done a really cute play in game five against Peter because after frustrating him as I described for a long time and Bella the Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, he did the right thing and he was like, Fuck it. I'm going to put an ethereal save onto Neferata. I'm going to fly her out over the screens. I'm going to come and kill something. And I was like, cool. Okay, I think that's fair. You need to break out and do something. So he flew Neferata over. And then I did my usual cute thing, which I like to do, which is I redeploy in range of my Boomthirster, who always strikes first. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to redeploy. So it was a cute play, and I redeployed back, which meant that if he charged Bellacor, he would definitely take a Boomthirster to the face, or she would. Um, the Boomthirster uh, attacked. did pretty well, actually. did, I think, 11 wounds or n- 9 wounds to Neferata. Nice. And then he proceeded to do one damage with the little scratchy talon. And oh, then
2: it's
0: little... scratch, a little... ASMR moment. Hold on a little... <laughs> 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 yeah, hopefully <that> comes through. <laughs> a little scratchy scratch. One damage went through, and uh, he one-shotted... Pelakor which was cute. So my cute play turned into his great play. And he I also found out that he did that to Adam Kounis's uh frosted on Stonehorn in the previous round. Oh, lovely. Um, little bit of Neferata. Hold on little little Neffy.
1: My Neferata never does that.
0: Little yeah. little Neffy, little little Neffy scratch. Yeah. A little neffy, 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 scratch scratch. Um so yeah, that was that was some plays and misplays and all rolled into one. You're welcome. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. Shall I end it off? It's been a long one. This is a long one.
1: Uh, I've got a misplay.
0: Yes, you played some games. Let's go, Alex.
1: I know. So uh, I'm trying out lots of different stuff at the moment, and my misplay uh, revolves around Soulblight and Legion of Night, and I'm not sorry for revealing all of this because fuck you guys anyway. So Legion (laughs) of Night... (laughs) My misplay was I was trying out uh, the Luminef, and I thought I'd bank a very uh, easy battle tactic at the start of the game, which is to cast one spell that's not unbound because I was out of range of all the unbinds.
0: Oh, I know what's coming. Yeah,
1: but unfortunately
0: (laughs) uh,
1: Legion of Night have a lovely um, automatic heroic action, which means they get to teleport uh, and so the, uh, oh, my lord man. teleported within range of 30. I have to cast a spell to get the battle tactic. And yeah. unfortunately, we primaled off and I lost the primal off. And so I was automatically down a battle tactic that I thought would have been an auto battle tactic. So watch yeah. out for that. Watch out for that heroic action. Cause I, I, if it was in their turn, I think I'd pick up on it more. But the fact that it's in your turn as well as a mm-hmm. teleport yeah, the, silly, the sequence is a real is a real catching one so just just be on the lookout for that heroic action teleport in your own turn
0: um, and yeah. people not normally use it to like bring the morbeg's claw dude forward to then blizzard something off but yeah you yeah. wouldn't think of it being used reactively to um
3: well to no because then they can they can then in their turn bug out in your turn so they yeah, can go forward and do is, blizzard with impunity which yeah is which is sp- exactly
1: what happened which yeah. yeah exactly that's exactly what happened so yeah so just be careful because i thought oh this can be an easy one no one binds in range battle tactic in the bag and then boom within 30 and it's like oh god okay so that was the first one and the second one uh was despite that i thought okay let's go and see what i can do uh i had an elthari and i was using a A list similar to Rune that he talked about on our podcast. Go listen to that one. And there was a little window, little, little sneaky little Atharian-sized window. I could squeeze him in between a couple of bats and some building to get him into Nagash. Uh so I double I cast the double move spell on him, speed of Heesh to try and get him in there. And I had another charge across to charge into some zombies on an objective. And I completely forgot the <laughs> counter charge.
0: I knew you
1: were going to... Oh, I completely forgot the counter charge. So for those of you that don't know, it's wholly within 12 of a charging unit. You can now charge any unit into another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so You're
3: level soul blight, aren't you? <laughs>
1: uh, just, just... Anyway, so the, the wardens went into the other unit and then the bats oh. countercharged to block... The Altharion charge. Which if you just do the Altharion charge first, it you know, it happens.
0: There's there a lesson go. there, Alex, you know, you always roll the most important charge first anyway, in case you need to re-roll it. Like what are you playing at?
1: Yeah, but I like to roll the important one last as a big dramatic thematic oh. hollywood style moment, Owen. You see, that's right. I, I understand. I understand, Alex. It's cool. I play on vibes, like Matt does. You see, so yeah, exactly. It's all sounds about like
0: vibes. I like think you lose on vibes, more like.
1: <laughs> I, to be fair, yeah, I think uh, I don't think me getting that charging would have uh, would have changed the outcome. <laughs> to be fair, um, but yes. Uh, so there you go. Uh, the Soul blight Nagash horror. It's a nasty uh, list.
0: That it is a nasty list. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah.
1: So yeah. So watch out for heroic action and watch out for those counter charges. They are they are
0: brutal. But yes, yeah, so hey, those Alan, were my yeah. This is this is really good. If you want to get better at Warhammer, right? I've heard there's this. It's quite well regarded. There's this is podcast that people quite think quite highly of. Party at the all points. All points
1: uh brilliant no sorry which one this one you melt oh yeah but i just don't, don't listen to you guys i just you know i'm, I'm I said i'm here for the waffle so right <laughs> and with that i think that's the end so it's been i hope you guys enjoy it it's uh it's been a long one but i think it's a really nice one actually because lots of the questions as i said at the start revolve around i don't know how to assess different matchups and things so i hope you all got some interesting nuggets of information from all this. Um, thank you very much, Matt, for coming on and taking all of Owen's violence.
2: <laughs> As,
1: you know, I'm just I'm just here. I'm a punching bag for Owen, that's all I am, really.
0: It's a cry for help. <laughs> I, I you can be my punch bag off the table and I'll be your punch bag on the table. How about that?
3: Oh, cute. Oh,
0: that's, that's
1: cute. like a weird Anyway, I was going to go very dark there, but I'm not going to go that way. So, yeah, so thank you very much, Matt, for coming on. No, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, Darren, Owen, pleasure as always. Thank you very much. And for all of you, do keep sending your questions in and um, any messages, we love to see them. So please do send them in. Thanks again. Be kind. Look after each other. And we'll catch you all next time. So cheers. Bye-bye we <laughs>